Hello, everybody, and welcome to Game List, a show about our game of the year, one month at a time. And congratulations if you're listening to this because you're in at the ground floor. Season three starts now. We're in 2024. I'm Jake. This is Colin. Colin, what's going on? I can't believe we made it this long. Like, really? Do you think we? Do you think we were gonna give up? Well, no. Do you think it wasn't gonna last? I, I don't know. I thought maybe I'd die in a car wreck or something by this point. But, oh, a boy can dream. You know, it's like <laughs> I feel, how many how many like shows? What's the percentage of TV shows that actually make it to season three before being canceled? You know, I think it would be more staggering. Would be like an independent podcast. I feel like people in the content creation space are fragile, fickle creators that fall off of shit very, very easily. That, um, that's me. But I've had faith in this thing. <laughs> <laughs> not with not with me tugging you along. We're making this thing happen till the bitter end. If you yeah. if you're alive, you're gameless, baby. That's We're fine. doing it. It's fine with me. But hey, man, congratulations on season three. Yeah, I, I, I it's it's honestly it's insane. I, I'm really happy with it. We've done a lot. Me too. I was looking back sure. the other day. Uh, me and my girlfriend. Uh, I made her rate our podcast on Spotify uh, because, Hell yeah. you know, we have eight ratings on Spotify. Let's go. Uh, Just like you can do listener at home. Yeah. Go rate us. Give us five stars, please. Um, but yeah. I made her rate us because I was like, I was looking at it. I was like, did you rate us? She's like, no. So then we went and rated us on her like profile and I was scrolling through our episodes and we just have like, I don't know how many hours of content we have cumulatively i, I would yeah. love to add that up and figure it out to see how much we've actually there done are together. things that i've forgotten about that we have done that oh are yeah really really good dude spoil list on the outer wilds mm. timeless evergreen content that only like yep. 27 people in the world saw but these days that was up in the hundreds baby yeah that was after we we played through it together too the, the dlc yeah, on stream yeah that was great mm-hmm. that was echoes really of fun. the eye it was really good we're off the rails. Let's assume that someone's getting in on the ground floor and they've never listened to this podcast before. What is this podcast, Colin? This is our game of the year list, one month at a time. Uh, we go through, we talk about what we've been playing this month, where it ends up on our game of the year list, and you know, news, upcoming stuff, uh, just all of the above, really. Whatever we feel like talking about. Yeah. It's a it's a monthly podcast. It's typically uh, separated into four sections. It's what have we played that came out since we last talked on Game List. So things that would be eligible for Game of the Year. Then we talk about our actual Game of the Year list. We build that as we go. After we've talked about other games that we've been playing, classics, replaying something, casually enjoying, you know, whatever games we might be checking out outside of the new releases. The next segment is uh, news. It's not comprehensive. We're not talking about, talking about every single news story that happens. But, you know, we cover a decent amount of stuff. And then last up is... Um, What's coming up in yeah. between now and the next time that we'll talk? We'll just kind of gauge hype and talk about some release dates and uh, dig into what you might expect to hear on the next episode of Game List. Uh, what I will be playing, what Colin will be playing, that type of thing. It's a general video game show, just uh, got a bit of an outline when we go through it. And if you're watching this for the first time, you might notice that it looks so good. And if you're watching this not for the first time, you'll notice a new coat of paint. We're kind of styling. We're out here in the uh, in the future. Kind of. A little bit of a rebranding, a light rebranding, more like a color palette swap in a different. Yeah, it's a rebranding. It's a rebranding. Yeah. Uh, like a, it's good like though. A, Logo stays the same. Yeah, a medium rebranding. You know, it's a medium rebranding. That's exactly what I thought. It's like Walmart. You know, like Walmart's ten years ago looked slightly different, but they're still blue and 
Yeah. Walmart. Yeah. Yep. Still has that yellow flare. That's that yep. kind of jam. Yeah. Um, the other thing is, let's just talk about like changes to the format coming up, I guess. Oh, wait. First, this, uh, the thing about news that I wanted to elaborate on is that every once in a while, there's a piece of news that is so urgent to talk about or so many games to be played that we do a special episode. So what we guarantee you is 12 episodes a year. This is game list for February. We're recapping everything we played in January. We're starting our game of the year list. However, already there's been an occasion so big for the both of us that we felt the need to talk about it separately. So we created a standalone episode in your podcast feed and on YouTube uh, at YouTube.com com slash at gameless show where we broke down the playstation state of play we'll talk about that again briefly um when we get to the news section but for the most part our conversation for the state of play is there go listen to it separately it's an hour-long breakdown and a really nice piece of content a little uh yeah. episode zero for season three if you will uh but other times when something is a little bit smaller arguably smaller like the developer direct we will save it to, to go over uh today on a show like this very one um the other thing that I want to talk about is kind of changes going forward. For the most part, we're not fixing we're not fixing what's not broken. We're just trying to double down on the things that have worked for us in the past. So from a behind the scenes aspect, what's changed is that typically in the past I would host the show and then I would also locally record it and do the controls on Canva. And Colin would help out with like writing descriptions and pulling assets for that. And now what we have going on is a little bit of a separation of power there where I will still be hosting the show, but the separation tech is being of church by... and state. That's exactly it. It's perfect. Yeah. I'm the church <laughs> um, or the state. So now that makes sense uh, on brand for our given religions. True. Um, separation of temple and state, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> um, what we'll be doing going forward is Colin is actually on the ones and twos over there. So he'll be doing the B roll live when we're recording this thing. So if you watch the YouTube version, you get a nice image of what we're talking about. This is not a great example because the first 10 minutes is us blabbering to each other, mostly me. But in the, when we're talking about like persona three, persona three will pop up on the screen. And then after a little while, after we've been talking about it while I'm monologuing, Colin will bring up a video of persona three so that you have B roll, something to look at other than our two cute mugs. Um, in addition to that, we will be doubling down on guests on the show. And this is a not a risky one, but it's a it's a tougher one to accomplish. And that's why I'm going to try to use some of my time to network because I'm going to have a little bit more time because I'm not doing the tech stuff for Colin. So what's nice is that he and I will be able to work together to bring some new guests onto the show. So I'll be reaching out to some other, I'd like to find other like independent podcast hosts, I think would be a pretty hot ticket. If I could find some other people that are doing podcasts of a similar size to ours to see if we can cross pollinate a little bit, maybe we can guest on their podcast. They can guest on our podcast. If, if not, we will definitely be reaching out to friends of our respective shows. We have individuals that come through. What am I looking at? Are you doing a picture and picture I, of us? I was giving an example of how I'm on the ones and twos, and this is our uh, PlayStation Showcase reaction. Uh, so it's so distracting. Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> I I think it I think it's a good visual example to uh, the watchers. Okay. Of course, this is what B roll can look like. Show them the other screen. You think you're so fancy? Yeah. Uh, show them the ones and twos it's, it's going to be this thing? well it's going to be a spoiler for what we're talking about today but we've got That's persona okay. three reload yeah, yeah no i'm gonna press the other button man with the YouTube what other video. button oh this button we have a b-roll we have a whole b-roll scene oh look at that yeah, that's us see? that's us on the b-roll right yeah there. we're pretty fancy we're pretty fancy audio listeners are loving this segment right yeah, now yeah you know <laughs> right. well they can watch us on youtube then 
<laughs> exactly that's true but we appreciate you listening to us and watching us wherever you can the goal is to grow the other thing that you might see is that we will be posting these episodes on i'm at least gonna be posting it on my youtube page i'm not sure if you want to post it on your youtube page i'm just pushing this fucker out wherever it'll go um if we have a good segment i might chop that out and post it separately on the gameless page or on my individual page you might see different thumbnails different things to try basically we are happy with the show. We are going to make the things that work work even better. We are going to increase the stuff that people enjoy hearing, uh, which is uh, guests on the show, extra voices. But we are only aiming for like 50% guests. So in a perfect world, we have five or six guests this year. And the other half of the episodes are just us. I know for me, I love having a guest on the podcast, but I yearn sometimes for a podcast to have just as regular hosts. Um, so I want to keep the balance of that really good. I don't want to have a guest every single episode or anything like that because yeah. the show at its core will always be you and I bantering about some bullshit yeah. like we're doing right now. And now, also, typically we don't. Yeah. Oh, I was going to say, uh, since I'm on the ones and twos now, our resolution has gone up we're going from 1080p to 1440p so you can see more of our pores yeah. in the youtube video hell yeah i look good baby yeah you love to see it um and typically we don't ramble this much typically we're pretty like chill there's a little bit of housekeeping to do today um i didn't even do this with an outline i'm obviously just freestyle on top of the dome as far as like what we're working on and our changes just wanted to get that out there and ramble a bit typically the intro to our show is us talking about who knows and whatever for three minutes until i say colin what you been playing what are you most excited to talk about? But today, we'll start it off a little bit differently because I want to talk about what I've been playing most recently. I am hot off of three hours of Persona 3 Reload. And honestly, I love it. Yeah? <laughs> I love it. So what's your history with Persona? I have none. Uh, you know, Persona 5 is a game that I've wanted to play for a long time, but I feel like I'm too far behind on it. Um, mm -hmm. So I, I have been fighting myself to not go buy this game today like i really after i end after we end recording i might go buy this game yeah yeah i would uh i would be happy recommending that to you to be yeah. quite honest yeah it's it's so good so my history with persona is shoddy at best i played persona 5 a couple of years after it came out and i put in about 12 hours and the whole time i was like i really like persona i just don't know if i can play this right now i don't know if i have the time and i eventually was like i'll come back to persona at some point then things got a little complicated and i was like well i kind of want to play persona 5 but now royal is out mm -hmm. so i'm not gonna mm -hmm. i'm gonna do a fresh playthrough no matter what i might as well get royal because yeah. that would be the right way to dig back in so i can have all the supplemental content and the epilogue and things like that but because of that there was always now a price attached to it to upgrade and i never really found the time i got a little bit caught up in the hype though when persona 4 golden got ported to steam yeah, yeah. So I said maybe this is the persona that clicks for me so i bought that for 20 bucks to support it when it came out and i got even less far into that i got four or five hours and then i kind of had the same thought of like eh, listen if i am going to play a persona game i am going to play persona 5 I don't yeah. think I don't think the answer is Persona 4 Golden for me until now, at which point we are getting a full remake of Persona 3 done essentially in the Persona 5 style or at least to that level of like polish and gameplay feature. And Persona 3 Reload is available now. It came out just yesterday on all consoles, right? It came out on Xbox, PlayStation yeah, and Steam. I think it's everything, except maybe Switch. Yep. I'm not entirely sure with Switch. I don't think Switch. Yeah, I don't think Switch. Because they, they got you... a, uh, they got like a, 
a remaster of Persona 3 recently, if I'm correct. Yes, there has been a a remaster as well. Um, Really, really fun, really strong opening to a video game. Uh, And also on Game Pass, which was a big reason why I checked it out. Mm -hmm. So no, no install cost for existing game pass subscribers but the thing about persona 3 that initially stood out to me uh or persona 3 reload that stood out to me is obviously it's they shoot themselves in the head that's what stands out to me (sighs) dude it's so it's so fucking does it stay it's It's still there everything's good with that they still pop themselves in the head to turn into their oh yeah okay yeah yeah there's there's kids uh, within within 15 seconds of this game's opening cutscene. there's yes. this girl like hiding behind a door from a monster and she is holding a fucking gun against her forehead she's like i have to i gotta i was like jeez oh That's my god exactly they're really going want. for the gold i love yeah, that for I, sure. I love games that like i love any type of media that like tackles uncomfortable topics like that like I think it's yeah, really yeah. interesting and cool to see how things explore that type of stuff. For sure. Hey, don't be afraid of that other B-roll scene, man. We're we're still popping here. I'm gonna backseat. Oh I'm yeah, backseat yeah, 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 yeah. For Colin. Yeah, yeah. Stop. <laughs> I kind of forgot about that button. To be honest. Uh, I got you. I got you. I, I did it for so long that we're gonna have to do it live. A little I'll, bit. I'll tell so you, you a little to, bit. You of, a little bit of how the. A little bit of behind the scenes. I haven't renamed the buttons on my stream deck. So I can't remember which button to press because I haven't renamed them yet, and I need to do that. But you do need to do that yeah. for sure. That's yeah. a we'll that's, that's a necessity. But um, the opening of this game is so strong. Obviously, uh, one of the things that we talked about on stream is I do I take things slow when I'm streaming, and I'm obviously I'm talking to the chat and kind of like I'll have moments where I put down the controller and just talk about who knows what or look up a word or something like that. However, um, I didn't fight a single battle in Persona Three until about an hour and a half in, and I didn't fight another one until like two hours and fifteen minutes in. This game has a slow opening. It is very much a anime starts to a video game is this game fully voice acted or is it are you reading yeah i mean well it's not fully voice acted every single little bit of dialogue isn't voice acted in the first three hours i would say that 80 percent of what i interacted with was voice acted so when you talk to like a main character and they're talking uh like 95 percent of their stuff is vo'd unless it's like you're repeating something then they'll just go all right and you'll read like all right why don't you go to the locker room or something like that like a little sound bite same thing with a couple npcs where they won't have like fully vo'd stuff but for the most part yeah this isn't like a, a quick cash in remake where they're doing their own voices there's like a very talented voice acting cast and a very talented like dubbed voice acting cast as well uh all, all really well done and I guess my last question is, um, do you make your own character or is it a predetermined character? Predetermined character. That's one of the big differences from, I think, like, there's been a couple versions of Persona 3. And the first one you played is the person that you see with kind of like the bluish black hair in this current Persona 3 reload that's on the cover and everything. Uh, There's a female protagonist that you have the option of playing as in the other ones and that's not a part of this game which some people are a little bit miffed on but um overall it's a very on rails experience you were a silent protagonist it seems um voice wise you answer questions and stuff but you don't have like your character is not like a your name is not nathan drake you're playing as you know jake twitchin okay i didn't realize it was a silent protagonist it's it's tough to call a silent protagonist like you're still answering questions and having you know all of this game is about like building out relationships and stuff like that you know yeah so there's a big element of that but from a general standpoint to just talk like brass tacks it's a 
anime game that is a turn-based RPG at its core. It works around a calendar. If you don't know Persona, I feel like this is a reasonable jumping in point. Uh, essentially, you have a day-night cycle in the game where every day you have a finite amount of time to exist in the world. You go to school, you're in high school, and you're building relationships with teachers and staff and other students. And then you have your time after school where you're able to go on dates or work at a job or further build relationships or work on your character's stats in an RPG form. And then at night, you go into a dungeon and in this game there's one big dungeon instead of multiple little dungeons and oh. you slowly but surely explore this entire area and that's where the bulk of the gameplay comes in where you're actually you know leveling up and summoning personas and using attacks and items and healing and damaging and the whole nine yards um very yeah. very by the books if you like persona 5 this game is made for you and the thing for me that's really selling it is persona this is obviously nothing new to anybody who's a fan but the persona soundtracks are always very strong um and apparently one thing that i didn't know is that go on sing your favorite persona song you already have one even though you don't play persona oh god I, it's it's right on the edge of my tongue I, it's like almost right you'll there. never you'll never see it never you'll see never it see coming <laughs> yeah that's two guys that know that song well uh you've you heard can, a bunch of like can. their ambient tracks too um without knowing it as Probably, well yeah. there's a there's a bunch of bangers and um for, one thing that i didn't know is that especially for the most three most recent personas three four and five um they all have like a similar overarching sound but for the collaboration each one of them has kind of a different influence so persona 5 was like a jazz based influence yeah, is that. kind of like what you hear throughout the whole thing and four apparently was more of like a pop rock thing whereas four uh three is like rap hip-hop i would say uh -huh. and there's a lot of like actual rap verses in some of these songs and it still has wow. like that kind of japanese like poppy music and everything is kind of like a bop and like the you know the battle theme sounds like a battle theme and the overworld theme sounds like an overworld theme but then there's just like this little like a uh, little bit of a, like a boom bap in some of those songs that kind of hits right and some funny rap verses and stuff it's pretty good um i'm really impressed and i think especially when that soundtrack gets a wide release we'll see uh, a rise in popularity i would be surprised if there wasn't if there was a, a song individually that stands out as much as that one song that never see it coming from persona 5 that really transcends um but i would expect that to be pretty well regarded and one of the strong points going into it i've got two questions for you to round this out yeah for sure Persona 6, which color do you want it to be? Green. Green? Okay, I was kind of thinking yeah. that. Like what like blue, yellow, like red. A, like a forest green or like a lime green? No, I think like a like an like a green like the shirt that I'm wearing if you can't see almost like an army green, I like guess, a, like a like, like a, a John Deere darker. Green. Yeah, like a camo green unfortunately. Okay. okay. And then yeah, but I think that would I think that would be cool. They so like they Metal had, Gear Solid Three green. They had like Soul Hackers Two recently that was kind of greenish colored. If you remember that, yeah. And but they did blue recently for uh, Shin Megami Tensei Five as well. Oh, was that blue? I can't remember. Yeah, it was pretty blue. The protagonist had blue, and the cover was pretty blue. But that was like a Switch only game, and I don't think it really counts. Yeah, I think it, that. and uh, I think Soul Hackers kind of like bombed. I feel yeah, like I think it, so. Uh, it had a little bit of a rise, but I think it came out at a bad time. Yeah, I don't think it did very well. Um, 
although I was interested in it, uh, but I didn't play it because you know these games kind of scare me to be honest. Uh, and then really? uh, they're just big, yeah. Yeah, they're large. And my my final question: uh, Does mm. this make you more excited for Metaphor Refantasio, or do you know yet? Have you have you had a chance mm. to really think about that? No, I don't think I don't know. I'm like in the middle like metaphor reads fantasio <laughs> it's impossible to say that game like a normal person yeah, it's a metaphor re fantasio seems like it's persona trying to be final fantasy and i am still like pretty hot on persona just trying to be persona you know like i don't know like i'm excited i'm more excited for the next final fantasy and i'm more excited for the next persona than i am for the game that is trying to meld the two together if that makes sense in a weird way like i think one of the appeals of playing a game in this art style and playing a persona game is that day night cycle and that calendar thing and living out a school year and building those relationships and stuff and i don't know if that's going to be as appealing without that I mean, the battle system looks similar and, it, and it's obviously very good um but that remains to be seen yeah. uh, overall though i'm surprised you know i expected to stream persona for an hour and a half and then move on to something else and just check it out because it was a game pass new release yeah. and instead i think that i'm pretty in on this and i think i'm gonna play it off stream and like after this i i do think i'm gonna boot up persona at some point tonight mm -hmm. to go do another day you know and talk yeah. to talk to best girl and wrap up my homie and maybe get a fucking tea i don't know I it's think, good, man. I think I'm probably gonna play it. I think I might. Mm -hmm. I think I will. Um, just yeah. be, just be weary. There's a, there's some good stuff coming out in the next couple weeks, and then obviously you need to be fucking pretty cleared out on that by the 29th because. Yeah, and that's my problem is I've I've got a busy month, so I don't really know how much gaming I'm gonna get. The done thing, this month, the thing so. is, is that I would say go for it, like grab it, get it in the but, collection, see if you can saw yeah. some time into it right now. If you need to leave it and come back to it at some point in the summer, you're better off getting a base coat owning it feeling like you like it and then if you need to find time for it in the future finding that time as opposed to letting it live on like the daunting persona 5 that's eluded you for this long well you know yeah I mean? and that, see that's the thing is if i wait too long i'll probably never take the plunge to buy it but also yeah. I, I don't want it to become this year's octopath 2 for me a game that i know is phenomenal mm. and i know it's like a, an amazing an amazing jrpg but i just can't find the time for it other than the first like yeah. four to five hours that I put in it. Yeah. I think looking at, looking at the schedule of what's coming out and we'll talk a little bit more about this. We talked about this for the state of play is like that middle chunk of the year is starting to fill out, but I don't think April through August or September is going to look as thick as uh, April yeah. through September of 2024 of 2023. So I do feel like we're going to have a better, grasp and opportunity to play the things that we want to play this year especially going into the holiday season than we did last year so yeah i wouldn't, and I wouldn't be as weary as you were with octopath yeah already this year i've had a good chance to kind of fill in a lot of, uh complete some of my backlog which we'll get to later yeah. in this episode but uh yeah persona sure. 3 can we talk about persona another 3. p game like yeah, the lines of P. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> now let's no. move on to our. This, this is a better <laughs> we're leaving, P game. We're leaving Lies of P in 2023. Fucking that game popped up in our list like six times. It was like I played the demo, then you played the Ugh. demo, and then you started the game and fell off of it, and then you came back to the game, and then you fell off of it, and then you beat the game. I think Lies of P was featured in like six episodes last year. Yeah, way too many, honestly. Um, but yeah, I want to talk but about Prince of Persia, man. P rents of. Piergia. Do you like okay. That? Do you like that? Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, kind of. Yeah. So Prince of Persia, it's Metroid. It's Metroidvania. It, it was. It is. I'll start this off with a, with a like a banger statement. Okay. This is my favorite Metroidvania ever. All right. It's top five for me. I also have to say, as I start talking about it, I do need to disclose that my copy was provided by Ubisoft, which is very nice of them. But uh, mine wasn't. Got to figure that in. Screw um, you guys. Yes. Um, Whatever, man. No, I'm just kidding. I actually have, um, a, I have a. What else is on your beautiful. radar for Metroidvanias, dude? Um, Hollow Knight was my very first Metroidvania. I loved it. Uh, yep, but I got to the final boss fight and didn't finish it because it was too hard. <laughs> right. Um, and then I played Metroid Dread, which was good. I really enjoyed it, but I got to the final boss fight and didn't finish it. Um, mm. I played Carry On, which is kind of a atypical Metroidvania, and I hated it. There was no map. How do you have a Metroidvania without a map? Um, Did you say Metroid Prime? I might have said Metroid Prime. I meant to say Metroid Dread. If I said, well, oh, they're Prime. both. They both count. Okay, well, they both Once count. Three D. Okay. Um, I've I played and beat Metroid Prime. I think it was fun, but I guess when I talk about Metroidvanias, I I think more of the two D Metroidvania. This is my favorite two D Metroidvania. Yeah. We'll say that. Um, traditional traditional Metroidvania. Yeah, yeah sure. and I'm sure there are others that I just can't think of. Um, I think oh, there's uh. Oh, Axiom Verge or something like that. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, you played, I have... you played a lot of new age Metroidvanias. I really encourage yeah. you to go back and play some classics because um, I think the two that like come to mind most often and like there is the new age. Like I think Hollow Knight is probably in that top five conversation. If oh, we're talking about Metroidvanias. Ori. Both now of the Ori's. I think the Ori game, the second Ori game is probably in that top five conversation. And then I would probably say if we're just doing like single brand representation, number one and two in some order still for me are Castlevania Symphony of the Night being number one and Metroid, Super Metroid being number two, which are, mm, see, you know, I'll be honest, the I titular ha- Metroidvanias. I have no intention of ever going back and playing them because the quality of life updates that the new Metroidvanias have just absolutely make those old ones so annoying to me you'd be you'd Um, be surprised that like there's the as far as like the difference in quality of life things that you might get from like an old zelda to a new zelda versus the quality of life changes between like super metroid and prince of persia the lost crown are actually kind of fewer and farther between than you might think but can you take screenshots of puzzles and leave them pinned on your map no exactly yeah so in (laughs) this that's good shit so in this prince of persia game you're not actually playing as the prince you're playing as i've actually forgotten his name uh sargon sargon that's right right sargon that sounds right i wouldn't bet it i wouldn't bet on it or against it yeah you're playing as sargon he's one of the immortals which is like a group of like legendary warriors that protects uh the prince of persia um Mm -hmm. and the setup of the game is the prince is kidnapped and you have to go rescue him from this like mystical area uh so you're in this area you're you're running through you know exploring the whole the whole shebang um of a metroidvania exploring new areas and different environmental like challenges and then uh it has a really good story i thought the story was great it has a lot of anime influences a bunch of the fights are so cool i i had a really good time on a lot of the fights um and i i I did take a couple notes about it um which uh, some of them are kind of spoiler spoilery so i won't get into it but 
uh, there is one section. There's one section uh, on the far east side of the map. It's like a, it's like a sea area. I don't think this is too spoilery. Oh, I never got there. Okay. No, yeah, I think you're a little too spoilery. Don't go into uh, detail of what's um, happening there. It's just got the best environmental design and art of like any Metroidvania I've seen. It's really cool. Above Ori. Yeah, uh, above Ori. In nice. terms of like, just you just have to get there to know what I'm talking about. Um, it sure. is. It is. I think. It is a very good art design for that. Um, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. What's your... Uh, let me talk a little bit about my history of Prince of Persia. You bring up some B-roll, and That's I fine. am going to monologue a little bit because I have a pretty complicated history with Prince of Persia. Now, Prince of Persia, this is a 2D side-scroller, but my history is with a lot of the 3D versions of Prince of Persia. Have you played 3D versions? No. Have you played any? No. None? None. Huh. Okay. Well, I started with Prince of Persia Sands of Time was my introduction, which I think was 2003, and that whole trilogy. And then my favorite thing, oh, I made you watch video of Prince of Persia 2008, didn't I? Yeah. Yeah, you did. Yep. Pretty sick. So Prince of Persia 2008 is like a 3D reboot, which I really love. And then Prince of Persia was kind of sidelined for a while in favor of Assassin's Creed, and they kind of took over that 3D landscape. And this is a Prince of Persia that's more akin to the like prince of purges of old which were like all old like pc atari era games which were definitely side scores as well so it's the first time being like a metroidvania but not the first time that prince of persia has been on a 2d landscape and i gotta say i think i want both because i want that return to form for prince of persia no doubt with like the santa time trilogy and the remaster that's you think that game's gonna come out in the next two years mm, yes it got a i think it got leaked there was a peggy rating for it recently oh no shit i think so at least uh i i'm pretty sure i, I saw that nice, but it, nice. it sh i mean it should have been out already it's kind of ridiculous it's taken oh time. my god it's crazy that it was announced disappeared this game was announced released and now we still don't have a release date for the new one yeah same behavior <laughs> That's um, crazy. but yeah really digging this talk to us about how far you got you finish it uh, yeah, I beat it. I have the platinum trophy. I pretty much 100% of the game. I got about eight hours in. I'm falling off now. I don't. I don't know. I haven't booted up in a couple of weeks, and I fear I may not. Uh, I I think it it is a stellar Metroidvania. It's only a Metroidvania I think I've ever finished, like 2D Metroidvania. Um, I it, get it. And it's easy to fall off those. Yeah, it is. It's easy sure. to fall off of them because if you miss, like, if you fall off for just a couple of days, and you've got to relearn all the the controls That's what and whatnot about. and like uh for especially for like platforming stuff this game's nice because yeah. you can lower the difficulty so it do, it kind of takes away some of the uh grind of like boss fights that i really hate in some metroidvanias but the yeah. yep. the whole like platforming stuff can be really difficult um for yeah. sure i think the trailer if you're watching the video version right now right I think I think this trailer does a really good job of showing off its like uh, colorful anime influences. It has some really yeah. dope cutscenes and like just stylistic choices that make it very colorful and uh, very uh, just a very visually striking art style. Yeah, it's really interesting. It's like somewhere between like Assassin's Creed and Fortnite. <laughs> like it sounds absurd, but like there's like an element of like a cartoony style to it that really does work. 
in some way. Yeah, it, it works I, I really mean, well. I'm hot on it. And here's the thing. It's like, as of right now, this is my game of the year. And I get that I haven't finished it, but I do think that I will at some point, probably this summer when I got a little more time, because it scratches an itch that I get pretty often for a Metroidvania. Like I usually go back and play like a symphony of the night or like I play like Metroid fusion last year, for example, to play this style of game. And this is the, absolutely the one that is going to be the one for me. Mm-hmm. Where's it ranking for you on game of the year? I, I think right now it's number one. Um, but that's because it's the only new game I've played this year, aside from one other that we'll get to. Yeah, I got a couple. I got a couple. I mean, Persona 3 has a shot for me, too. That's the thing. is like Our game of the year list is going to be a little shoddy here in this first. Oh, so. it always is right at the start. Yeah. A couple months, yeah, for sure. Um, but nonetheless, for sure. as things start to kind of fill out, we'll, we'll lock it down. Uh, speaking... You can't expect me to mm. rank Persona 3 after, yeah, three, after 3 out of 100 hours. hours that it recalls. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. What were you about um, to say? Well, I was going to move on to The Last of Us, actually. Uh, if you're done with okay. Persona, yeah. So the Last of Us Remastered came out. Um, ha- are, have you or are you going to play this? Um, no, I don't think I'm gonna play this. I don't like this video game. Oh, that's right. You're a weirdo. <laughs> I I think the Last of Us Part Two is one of the greatest games ever made, uh, and it will go down as probably the best series ever i don't know i i really love the last of us i i think it's amazing i think the i think part two is a stellar follow-up to part one um and then this came out with the lost levels which are like unfinished levels that were going to be in the base game but then they cut them because they either just didn't work uh for what they were trying to convey or whatever so they have three lost levels that are kind of alpha. Uh, some of them still have gray boxing in them. Some of them don't even have completely recorded lines. I think they're really good. You get a developer like intro track. That's Neil Druckmann saying like this is the this is what we were trying to convey here, and this is why it was cut. And then in the level itself, you can walk up to these little like floating text boxes, and then you'll get developer commentary uh, about like five to 15 of them each level of uh, like level designers talking about what they were trying to convey and why they had to cut it and how they were going to reuse other systems in the game to make these like new things work. Um, I absolutely love the lost levels and I think it's a great way for work that was done on a game to not be completely wasted. Like people still spent months and months of their life on these levels that were then just cut to maybe never be seen again. But I think this is a great way to to have them seen by the public and let people see your work. Um, and then there was uh, there's also the new roguelike mode that I have not checked out yet. How long? How long were those levels? I think it took me forty minutes to do all three of them. So they're not super long. Oh, uh, yeah. But it it was definitely like. I would have easily paid the ten dollar upgrade fee to play those lost yeah, levels let's, alone. Let's let's like let's run it back just a little bit here and just talk about what this game is. So this is The Last of Us Part Two remastered for PlayStation Five, and it is a slight remaster. It's just it's just like an upscale, right? As far as like the base game. Yeah, pretty much. Um, 
Okay. It's not it's not uh, like as it intense is, as the first one. Right. And it is a $70 game. The first one was 60 um when it came out the last of us part two and then the way that they have justified it is basically like if you were still uh, allegedly although it's been on sale for a lot more if you were to go out and play the last of us part two on ps4 it's a 60 dollar game it's 70 on ps5 if you own the ps4 copy of the game digitally or if you have the disc for it you can put that disc into your playstation 5 and you can pay ten dollars to upgrade digitally to the last of us part two remastered again still available if you would like to just roll over and grab it from your local game shop for 70 bucks straightforward now included is the original version of the game with just a little upscaling and uh, a new coat of paint it is those lost levels like you're talking about it's the roguelike mode that you're about to talk about and then anything else in that package or no um it has a like free play guitar mode that i'm not really interested in that's right yeah, yeah that's kind of cool though yeah that guitar uh, is like one of the cooler parts of the game to be yeah honest. yeah it's got free play guitar mode like new s- costumes like you can have ellie run around in her like spacesuit the the whole game oh, pretty much yeah. um and then i'm trying to think what else it has like other things of like you can watch the entire documentary within the game uh, of like the the making of grounded, the game. yeah, grounded part two. So I haven't actually watched that yet. Uh, I'm I'm gonna probably watch that in the next day or two. But you can watch that within the game. Came out certain, yesterday, I think, right? Yeah, yeah. So there was an update that like made it available in the game, um, and Wild. other other things like that. I, I'm I'm fairly certain. I I could be wrong. Don't quote me on it. But yeah, um, no, but cool. yeah, no, it's it's, um, it's got and, some cool stuff in it. Roguelite, you haven't checked out yet. I, I no, I haven't checked it out yet. I, I plan on it, um, but I'm not a huge roguelike person. I, I've said that on here yeah. before, but yeah, I think it's getting a it's getting a tough shake right now with um, Valhalla. Valhalla being such an easy way to kind of segue into Valhalla our conversation. But it, yeah. it's easy to compare God of War Valhalla and this Last of Us. What's it called? No Return. Yeah, something No like Return that. or something like that. Um, because they're both such similar game modes and it's argued that Valhalla is the superior product and people are saying, well, why is this one $10 when the other one's free? And it's because it's a suite of products. Like you're essentially last of us part two remastered is $10 more. If you want the PS five version, you get the bonus of having the game in, you know, full HD and whatnot and those bonus levels. And then you have that roguelike mode. It's not just an update to an existing game. There is a little bit more to it, which I justify Uh, before we move on completely from last of us part two. And I ask if there's anything else that you want to talk about for it. We'll move into Valhalla because I think that makes the most sense. Sure. Uh, Roguelike to roguelike and Sony to Sony wise. I do just want to be on record of saying that I think last of us two tarnishes the reputation. (laughs) You're so wrong. You're so wrong. Last of us part one. last of us part one had the opportunity to just be a perfect little standalone story i get that it's hard to kill a cash cow but god damn sometimes you don't write a sequel it is a perfect two-part story that is about to be a three-part story because neil Druckmann has gone on record saying that he knows what part three is going to be he just hasn't written it yet uh so i can't wait i think the last of us is phenomenal i loved part two more than part one uh, but also talking about oh. the comparison between No Return and uh, Valhalla, I think PlayStation kind of shot themselves in the foot here. Uh, overall, I think No Return offers more in terms of gameplay. I think it it mm. it offers more gameplay uh, opportunities, but 
Valhalla offers story, which is really hard for me because I take story over gameplay most of the time. That's why I really yeah, enjoy like my kind of mid gameplay versus like really good gameplay, which is. You think Last of Us Part Two is mid gameplay? <laughs> oh my yeah, god! Yeah, for sure. No, it's not. Last of Us Part Two has some of the best plays gameplay. Plays fucking same way as Resident Evil Four from two thousand fucking four, bro. Oh my god, you are so wrong. You are <laughs> incredibly wrong. You were. Oh my god, that's uh, horrible take. Horrible take. Uh, but let's hear your horrible take on uh, God of War Valhalla. I liked it. I played it for about an hour and then I got sick of playing uh, a roguelike like I often do because I don't really enjoy the genre. And then I watched the ending cutscene and I loved it. I thought it was great for people that like that kind of thing. I hate that there's such uh, important lore that's hidden behind um, a roguelike you know epilogue dlc type of thing in in some ways but in the long run i'm I'm happy that we got it i think that um especially as a free update it's a it's a really nice service and a nice like i don't know if it could be like an end cap to this era of like kratos's story but i still wish that if we were getting more god of war content it was actually like a single player um epilogue that followed the typical god of war gameplay i guess like three three or four hours through an epilogue of god of war that was a linear or slightly open action game as opposed to a roguelike would be much more interesting to me or spend that time working on what is likely the next god of war pseudo sequel or half sequel the spider-man miles morales of god of war that has been slightly rumored to be in existence but where'd you land on it I think God of War Valhalla might be the best free DLC ever made. Um, I absolutely adored it. I hate roguelikes, but this one really got me. Like I did, I didn't even finish Hades because I didn't love it. But uh, this one, mm-hmm. this one hit. And the the fact that they managed to retrofit their already uh, stellar like gameplay and upgrade system into a roguelike model, uh, I thought they did a really good job of managing that i also uh it's just the gameplay's really fun it was nice to step back in after a year away um and then there was so much story that was doled out during the gameplay it did a really good job of you know going room to room giving me little like breadcrumbs that kept me going um, I did play it on the easiest difficulty because I didn't want to deal with the frustration of dying and being set back. So I played on the easiest difficulty, died like once, I think, and got it all done in maybe four to five hours. And I think it was totally worth it. The story payoff was worth it. And I, I think they did a really good job of making it affordable. I know like the, the DLC is free, like the expansion is free, but... The way they they like manufactured these areas, they reused places like in the base game to a certain extent. They were they were adjusted, but they reused places in the base game. And I feel like that allowed the developers to tell a story without sinking in a ton of cost mm. that would then require us to pay for it. So I think they did a good job of making uh, it affordable for not only the the studio but for other people like it was great it was a free update and i think they they really shot themselves in the foot for uh no return because this had a great like extension of the story but you can't really have an extension of the story in no return when it isn't canon you know this is canon 100 percent canon so 
Yeah. yeah. I, really, I really I think it's that. I think it's nice. I think it's a uh, good I think you're right on best free I can't think of any other free DLC that really stands out as being like wow I can't believe they added all this shit but it is a uh, nice completion to the package to the point of like it's almost crazy that they don't have the ability to box this thing up and sell it for $20 and put out a last a God of War fucking gold or something like that that says Easily. like includes Valhalla like yeah. there's, there's something to um, the marketing for this game that it does make it seem like it could be its own piece of standalone content for sure. They could have charged for this and I would have paid for it. Um, and, mm. and it's, it's worth noting. They added new enemies for this mode specifically. They added new environments. Um, yeah. And, and I don't want to get into like spoilers of what exactly they added, but it's, it is new to the, to Valhalla or new to Ragnarok at least. Um, yeah. And I, I think it's it was really good. It's good shit, it, but it technically, and it is, uh, we have it on like our new releases, but it didn't technically come out this year, right? Didn't it come out in December? Correct. Yeah, it came out last December. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, which is tough. And like, it, it, it's another weird one too, where it's like such DLC and it's so roguelike pilled that I don't know if it would have actually like made game of the year lists or how we would have figured it in. But um, I don't think you it, on like, if we want to include this on next year's DLC of the year or this year's DLC of the year, I mean, who's going to tell you no, it would be me and I'm not going to do that. Yeah, I, I think it's fine either way, but I also feel like for the most part, it's kind of insubstantial. Overall, it's a five-hour mm. experience, um, so I probably won't really include it. Um, but it should be worth noting, like, I've talked about my disdain for DLC on this show before. Like, I'm not a huge fan of DLC, but I did go through this and got every trophy for it and enjoyed my time with it, yeah. so... You want to hear a disgusting thing? Uh, is it going to be about Pal World? No, no. Uh, I'm going to switch it up. I'm going to talk to you about how you know how I watched the ending of God of War Valhalla. Yeah. Instead of playing it, uh huh. I fucking skipped Tekken Eight and watched the whole movie <laughs> of all the cutscenes. Are you serious? <laughs> Did you even play yeah, it? Dude. Did you play it at all? Not a second. Well, I played the demo for like an hour that had like the opening like half hour of the story mode and I did like some arcade matches and I really liked it, but I've got like some fighting game fatigue going on right oh, now. Oh, that's fair. Where I like I I was so in on um Street Fighter and then Mortal Kombat came out and I just like I don't know if I really needed to go and drop $70 on Tekken is kind of where I landed. But it's such a crazy batshit. You ever play a Tekken game? No. It's such a crazy, like, batshit insane story that it's so fun to watch as, like, an anime, basically. It's like an hour and 45 minute long crazy fucking movie. And it's awesome. It is so crazy. I would encourage, even if you're not sure about Tekken, if you've never played the series before, if you're not going to play it, go and just watch the Tekken <laughs> 8 movie. It's so fun, dude. It's so fun. There's so many characters. There's so many outrageous anime over-the-top moments. There's people throwing people off of cliffs into volcanoes and shit. There's people throwing helicopters through buildings. There's many, many fights. It is just an absolute blast. And the game is great if you like fighting games and you're in. Go for it. But I won't talk too much about a game that I barely played and essentially cheated my way through. Um, but I just wanted to mention kind of where I landed on Tekken. I loved the demo. There's a demo still available if you want to check it out. You know, I, I was shit. really close to buying tekken 8 just because there hasn't been yeah. many new things at the start of the year and i yeah. i don't love 
multi or I don't love fighting games, so that's the only reason I didn't buy it. But it looks interesting. I, I I'm probably more interested in Tekken. I mean, you have fun. I'm more interested in Tekken than I am Street Fighter. Um, what about I'll, Mortal Kombat? Above Mortal Kombat? Uh, that probably not. I I just don't know enough to make a call between those two. Mortal Kombat's in a terrible place right now. That's like, what people I've heard. Hate that fucking game. I've heard yeah. it's not been great, so that's unfortunate. Doesn't have the legs people wanted. Yeah. Let me Weird let scenario. me call up Ed Boon and say, "Hey man, fix your Hey game. man, I was at the show with you. Hey man, I got a well, picture with arm you, bro. You. All right. Hey, I game. kissed your lips. Why don't you send me a copy? Of... <laughs> All right. I played Skull and Bones. Um, oh, and I'm gonna to... go light on this because we're probably gonna talk about Skull and Bones next month soon again yeah. um but i played the closed beta for skull and bones again i got access via ubisoft i got it disclosed um and i had a pretty good time with the game it's a little rough around the edges uh it is not going to be i don't think anyone's game of the year especially from outlets based on what i played but we've only played the closed beta test so far there's an open beta that is starting on february 8th and 9th that i'll be streaming and then early access to the game starts on february 13th the game ships on february 16th and i don't think it's going to be as bad as people say i don't think that this game is going to come out and score like fours and fives i expect it to get like sixes and sevens i think is kind of my guess at this point it's a meme of how crazy the development history on it has been but when i play the game if you like like a pirate sailing sim if you like being in boats and doing little quests and launching cannons and upgrading your ship there's a lot to love there i had a fun time streaming it for a few hours for sure and i'm gonna be digging back in and then a little pitch too is i'm giving away a couple ps5 copies if you're listening to this and you want to win one just stop into my twitch chat in between now and uh february 13th and then courtesy of ubisoft giving away copies hey i'll a bunch of legends i'll trade you a copy of skull and bones for horizon forbidden west ps5 i have no interest in forbidden west nor do i have interest in fucking (sighs) up my promotion with ubisoft where they're hooking it up i'm giving it away on the up and up you're gonna be entering the contest because you want to win a copy (laughs) well yeah i want i want to win a copy because i don't want to buy a copy (laughs) i yeah, you gotta win. You gotta win fair and square. There's, baby. there's too many other good games coming out this month to spend my money on Skull and Bones. I think there's a decent amount of people that are willing to be willing to spend their money on Skull no, and I, Bones. I think it's gonna I'm scratch excited. an itch that a bunch of people have. Like, I yeah. want to play this game because I love yeah. Assassin's Creed Black Flag, but I don't want to spend yeah, 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 sixty bucks on it. It feels, it feels nice. It looks pretty good. It's like there's, there's fun to be had there. But we'll dig into it when I have uh, played the full version. I'll be playing it for at least like six or seven hours, guaranteed, over the next couple of weeks. So we'll keep our eye on what that all looks like. You have been playing some weird fucking games, man. Uh, and we're gonna move into okay. that's it for that's it for like new release stuff basically. No, wait, let's no, uh, let's no. actually recap. Pal World, Pal what? World, talk about Pal oh, World. Oh, I fucking skipped Pal World. Yes. Good call, dude. Um, here's the best part about Pal World is I'm not going to talk about the legal Nintendo bullshit that you keep on hearing about Pal yeah, World. Yeah, I don't I'm care so about that. Over. I'm sick <laughs> of hearing about Pal World in the news. I'm just gonna talk for two minutes about how I have enjoyed Pal World. And the truth is, is I have enjoyed it. I played for about two hours on stream and it's a standard survival game. It plays a lot like Valheim or Ark if you've ever played those two games. I then played a little bit off stream because I do like creature collecting and I thought it might be fun and I kind of lost interest pretty quick playing it single player it didn't really grab me the same way I kind of wished that um 
I had continued streaming it until I started playing it with my friends, and that's where I have to endorse Power World. Power World does some pretty spectacular shit with its base building and with its like creature collecting and with its co-op gameplay all in all it is very much a game meant to be enjoyed multiplayer and so far i gotta sing its praises like there's a reason why it's popular i know that it's become a meme and that it's been the source of quite a bit of controversy and speculation over the last couple months over the last couple of weeks but what people are getting away from is that power world's a fun experience like 19 million plus players probably 20 at this point is no fluke yes it's on game pass yes it's cheap on stream on steam yes it's in early access but there's something here man like it is fun to play like a third person game that has shooter elements that has creature collecting elements and that has like a fair amount of progression for being in early access uh do you care about this game at all um, not really. I'm 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 not gonna play it. Um, I don't think, unless some of my friends were like, "Hey, let's play Power World." But I think it re- is yeah. really it has some interesting uh, gameplay stuff, like being able to like <laughs> enslave your pals to make them build your. You can, base. You can enslave humans. That's for sure. I mean, like, I don't want to like encourage slavery or anything, but that's kind of funny. Like in in a game scenario, yeah. you know. For sure. I'm I really mean, curious. Has Peta put out a statement about this? No, I feel no. like Peta's pissed off about it. I know Peta is pissed off. About I guess that I don't know. Is Peta beefing with like video game? Oh, absolutely. Things like Pita, I feel like that's a lot of work, dude, man. You're fighting no. a dying battle there. Peta is beefing with everything they can. Is anybody causing a ruckus about kids blowing their fucking brains out in Persona? Oh, Peta doesn't care about that. They don't care about humans. They only care about animals. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah, animals. Animals are so important because they can like invent the internet to work <laughs> jobs and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, we should definitely value them more than humans. Yeah, but I don't have anything about Power World. That's that's yeah. pretty much yeah. Cool game, you know. Hot takes, yeah. hot takes. Yeah, cool. Let's not talk about any of that controversy like yeah, every other. I really don't want is. to. I have no interest in talking about the legal stuff of it. It's so annoying. Anyway, you've been playing some fucking weird games, huh, man? <laughs> Yeah, I looked at your like I looked at your I what I've been playing list in over like the past couple of weeks and I was updating it. You have like a Twitter thread that you share. And I was like, what the fuck are these things? Like, I barely <laughs> know what the hell you've been playing. Like, you don't even watch The Expanse and you played The Expanse game. OK, hear me out. Hear me out. I was told The Expanse game was a prequel to the show so i was like oh well let's play the game first and then watch the show since it's a prequel no man release order always release order so i i played the entire expanse game and got the platinum on it and the show is now on my list to watch uh (laughs) yeah i you know here's the thing is i was i i was away last month um working uh living at like an airbnb for a month and I had this little TV and I was like, what can I play on this little TV that'll be entertaining and interesting? And I was looking at my backlog because I'd already finished uh, Prince of Persia. So I was like, let's come, let's kind of clear out some of the backlog. This was on the backlog and I had bought it in a sale previously. And I was like, well, I mean, I, I bought it. I have it installed. Let's play it. And I had a great time with it. I thought it was a really <sighs> enjoyable time. Uh, I'm really interested in this world now. It's more of a, I guess when I think of like space stuff, I think of like intergalactic or like inter, like, 
I don't know, throughout the whole galaxy, but this is just like in one solar system. This is just in our solar system, so I find it really when interesting. Did this t- when did this game come out? Last year at some point, like last... Oh, okay, so it's like the new, like, rebuilt Telltale team, right? Yeah, yeah, I don't e- I don't even think it was Telltale. I think it was Deck Nine. It was either Deck Nine or Don't Nod that made it, and they just mm. label it Telltale because it's like a recognizable name. Yeah, it's that type of gameplay. Telltale yeah, series. it was Deck Nine, it was Deck Nine. Um... But but yeah, so I, I had a really good time with it, and I'm definitely watching the TV show soon. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, sorry, hmm. can you can you edit out the burp I just did into the mic? Oh, I didn't even hear a burp. Maybe it didn't come through, but if not, you can edit. You can leave this whole part in, but maybe mute it or something. Nah, fuck it. We've come too far. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Uh, we're leaving the burp Sorry about in. that, listeners, if you heard it. <laughs> we're leaving the burp in. <laughs> That's life. That's your favorite podcast host. Uh, I've been playing Final Fantasy VII uh, Remake, and uh, right before this, I finished my playthrough. I beat Final Fantasy VII Remake. I beat Final Fantasy VII Remake Integrated Episode Intermission, the Yuffie DLC, and I am fully prepped, well, mostly prepped for Final Fantasy VII uh, Rebirth, which comes out at the end of this month. Holy shit, man. I think I'm ready to say that Final Fantasy VII Remake is my favorite Final Fantasy game. And it might be it might be my favorite video game. I don't know. I don't know. I am so over the moon about the characters and the problem is that it can't exist without having the original Final Fantasy VII. Like, I don't think it would be anybody's favorite game who didn't already love Final Fantasy VII. Like, I don't think it's close to being your favorite game despite you really loving it. But when you enhance your experience with your an original Final Fantasy VII and then play this game, it just ticks all the boxes for me. As someone who loves Kingdom Hearts and loved the original Final Fantasy VII, specifically the stories and the characters, it is just unbelievable. And obviously the PS5 upgrade version of it holds up very, very well here three or four years after it initially came out. Just an absolute feast for the eyes and... I couldn't be happier playing through it again for, I think at this point, the fourth time I've rolled credits on it in the wow. second or third time for intermission. Really, really like special. Like just intermission uh, you played four times or like all of it? I played the entire game, Final Fantasy VII Remake, four times, and I played intermission, I think, three times. Yeah, Lee. Jeez. Because I played it, yeah, I played it once. I played it once myself off stream. Then I streamed the entire game on stream then i played it i remember that wednesday night stories stream. or something like that, that was a wednesday night ago. stories yeah back when i first started streaming you know what's I funny the entire game it's a quick aside yeah. but i was on my google calendar the other day and for some reason wednesday night stories and saturday with the fellers is still on my google calendar like persistently <laughs> i don't know why but it's there <laughs> that's so funny man um yeah i played through it on stream then i played through it again off stream when inter and when intermission was about to come out and then I played through the whole shebang one more time. So intermission yeah. three, regular game four. That uh, that sounds I, like I, you I have a problem. Adore it. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot of Final Fantasy. I have a Tifa statue. It's all very cool and normal. No big deal. I feel like I need yeah, a I Final Fantasy have a lot of, statue. You have a lot of statues though, yeah. but like I think mine is weirder because I only have one statue and it's just of Tifa. Yeah, that's fair. I feel like I feel like <laughs> I need a Final Fantasy statue. Yeah, you should get one. There's a great cloud one coming out. I, I need like all of my statues are just a bunch of buff dudes i feel like i need a hot chick, yeah you know 
Yeah, you need babes. Yeah. We added that. Did you see that I added the... Uh, Oh, you did. Yeah, this is I a did. perfect thing to talk about. So yeah. I re-updated. Like, if you listen to the game list, we have a shared Excel document that we update every year with like um, different things. So I have like a column for January 2024 games played, and then January games played. So things that are new, things that are old. Uh, January news, release dates coming soon. Um, stinkers, our game of the year lists, our honorable mentions. We just kind of track everything together, and then we have all the categories for the game list awards that we do every December or January. And uh, one of the things that I added was best hunk and best babe for 2024 that we're going to track. And <laughs> Colin just typed yes, yeah. and then typed <laughs> Tifa into his <laughs> for best babe already, even though the game is not out yet, which I think is very based. Yeah, smart. He, we need to play a. Uh... F. Mary Kill with uh, Final Fantasy characters when it comes out. It's Mary. It's Mary Tifa. Kill Aerith. Fuck Jesse. Well, well, can't, I don't think we can include Jesse since she's. You gotta kill Yuffie. She's sixteen. Oh yeah, we do have to kill you. <laughs> or <laughs> no, I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> Uh, yes, She's we have a fictional character. It doesn't count. We have to kill her. And also, um, so shamefully hypersexual. I know. It's, it's I think kinda... she might be older in remake, to be honest. But they need it to just go like... by nineteen ninety seven rules out there in Wild West Japan. That's like a that's like a just an entire anime problem, like as a whole. Yeah, it's fucking weird. Yeah, but we they should just like change it in like some glossary or something in Final Fantasy Rebirth. For sure. So, but anyways. Yeah, I mean, and I'm sure there's other new characters that we'll have to in, in, include in our debate as well. So that's it for females. Well, there's like, all right. Barrett, we'll have like Cloud, characters. and Red Nine or Red Thirteen. What's his name? Red Thirteen. I'm gonna Red fuck 13. Red Thirteen just to find out. I'm gonna marry Cloud <laughs> and I gotta kill Barrett. I hate that. I hate that. No. Oh my god. Uh, where where's Kate Sith landing? Kate Sith, top of the list. Top of the list for fuck. More than I'll, I'll have to kill. I just want to rub it in again. Kate how Sith is a about this time last year we were arguing whether it was Kate Sith or whatever you said, Cat She or something. Cat She, Cat She. Yeah, and yeah, uh, they came out on Twitter and said, "Yeah, it's Kate Sith." Uh, yeah, they confirmed it. Yeah, gonna erase the Iris uh, Celtic uh, culture from our yeah, game. And... Yeah, you know, <laughs> too whatever. too much, too much. Uh, but yeah, oh, I also played another weirdo game. Um, what you got? Scars Above. This is probably the most double A game I played last or of last year. Um, so sure. it, it came out last year, and it is rough at. Well, I was gonna say rough at times. It's just kind of rough, but like I had a good time. Yeah, with this it. game looks like a fucking PS2 game. Yeah, but I think that's why I enjoyed it is because like it was simple enough to like not get overcomplicated. It was about six what hours. What kind of game is it? It's like a, it's like a sci-fi uh, third-person action-adventure. Like, it's very linear. Very like linear. like a jump in a melee? And... Yeah, yeah. So you have, like a, you have, like, a melee, and you shoot your guns, and they're, like, elemental things. Honestly, it reminded me a lot of, like, Metroid, like, in the, in the, hmm. the monster design. Uh, and just the environment of the game, it felt like it had a lot of Metroid influences on it. Um, but it's it's like very linear. It's a third person game. You're just running around this alien planet, uh, trying to 
solve a mystery. Animations look stiff. Yeah, it's very, it's like very double A, very stiff at times. And like, they definitely yeah. had to like cut, cut some things out because boss intros are like just videos that play. They're not like animated in engine. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, yeah. so they're like, scenes. they're very compressed and you can see like the artifacts where they were compressed. Um, yeah, it's like, it's like, that is like such an old PS2 mentality thing. It's where like, if you ever do like emulation of like a GameCube game, for example, yep. like things will upscale and render and like, and then it gets to the cutscene, it's like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> full screen fucking pixelated nightmare. Yes. Yeah. Sure. But I mean, I had a, what really... made you play this one? Did you buy it like retail or I, it was on like the list of, I have like a, a list of games that I always want to buy if I can find them physical. So for Christmas, I just mm. sent that to like my girlfriend and uh, my parents. And I think my girlfriend got it for me for Christmas. So I have a physical oh, yeah. of it just chilling back here. So I played it and I had a really good time. I thought I, I, I kind of disliked a lot of it, but I had a really good time with it too. At the same time, it was, You're it was turning into me, man. <laughs> Yeah, honestly, it, it definitely. <laughs> you got a, you got a very Jake pilled list. This this back half of like all these weird obscure games that are like sixes and sevens is Jake Jake twitching type. You shit. know, I didn't think about that until you brought it up. But this is like a bunch of <laughs> a bunch of these is like something that you would play on stream. And be like, yeah, I played this, bro. Like, uh, the, the first like look at these six games. It's like you played the Expanse. I played Final Fantasy VII Remake. You played <laughs> Remnant Two. I played Metal Gear Solid Two. Like <laughs> that is odd. It's like our lists have flipped. Yeah, uh, but you've been playing Remnant Two. Yeah, I I have. I've been playing uh, Remnant Two. Um, I've been playing it with a buddy, so it's. Uh, oh yeah, the co-op is pretty good, right? Yeah, the co-op's been really good. I so we tr- me and the same friend tried to play Remnant One together, uh, probably about mm. two years ago, um, before Remnant Two was ever announced, uh, and we just could not get hooked on it it was something about it it was it was cheap it felt cheap but remnant 2 man they really really cranked up the production value of this game it's really fun it's it's got really good like procedural generation for the most part everything in this game is procedurally generated like they have like their Mm. their format or whatever but um from what i understand is you can start on different worlds in this game. So it's like, it's got like the intro. And then from that, you fast travel out and it randomly sends you to a world to fast travel out to. So there are a couple different worlds that you visit throughout the campaign, but the missions can be randomized between each world. Um, I could be completely BSing this is, but this is what I understand. I'm, I'm not anywhere near done with this game. I'm about four to six hours in, uh, since I am only playing it co-op, but I've had a really good time with it. It feels really fun. The upgrade systems are really interesting, and it's one of those games that does a really good job of making every upgrade feel important. Like sometimes you get a mm. skill tree, and some of them just feel like, okay, I don't really care about this skill. It's kind of boring. But each of the skills in here that you can upgrade and work to, they just are interesting to me, and I really enjoy it. Impactful. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it makes absolutely. A difference. For sure. Cool. Listen, I got to admit something. Hmm. I don't really want to talk about Metal Gear Solid 2 that much. Okay. I want to make a plea. You want me to play it? 
I need you to play Metal Gear Solid 1, 2, and 3. So here's here's my plan. Here's my plan. Here's my plan. Ready? Okay. I love this shit so much. And I know that you love Death Stranding so fucking much. And the one thing that binds us here now is Kojima-san. And... I think it's time for us to build a complete picture. So here's what I've done. I've got a little bit of a head start on you, but in some ways you got a little bit of a head start on me. So here's my plan, and I think you should buy into it. So I figured I'd bring it up on stream to see if we can obligate and make for some really good conversation over the next few months, over the next year or so of Game List. All right, you ready? Okay. Here's the plan. We both play through Metal Gear Solid 1, 2, and 3 before Delta comes out. When is Delta coming out? Delta. When is Delta coming we out? We don't know, but probably holiday season of this year. Okay. But I, it shouldn't be before August. It, it'll be, I'm thinking September, October, November. But there's time, essentially. Okay. I am about halfway through Metal Gear Solid 2. Metal Gear Solid 1 will take you about 10 hours. Metal Gear Solid 2 will take you about 12 hours. Metal Gear Solid 3 is probably closer to 20, but I don't know. I haven't actually played it. They're, they're silky smooth games. You can get them down quick, is what I mean to say. And I'm loving the playthrough. But it would lend itself perfectly to if we and you are the people that we are who love to be hype and in non-franchises, getting prepped for Delta, Delta comes out, and then post-Delta, in between Delta and Death Stranding 2, I'll play Death Stranding. So that way I'll be fucking hyped for Death Stranding 2 because I want to be in on that as well. And then in the meantime, when I have time to spare, then I'll resume my Metal Gear Solid playthrough and get back to 4 and check out 5 and Peace Walker and all that stuff. But my plan leading to Death Stranding 2 is basically I want to play Metal Gear Solid 1, 2, 3, Delta, Death Stranding 1, Death Stranding 2. Okay. So what What I'm doing, I... Like that idea. Um, yeah. My uh, my stipulation is I want the physical copy of Metal Gear. That That's means. fair. Yeah. Um, so I'm currently looking on my phone <laughs> to see where I can buy it from. I'll, I'll, I will agree to this, okay? I will agree to Fuck this. Yeah. Uh, I think that's totally fair. Uh, I love Kojima, and it's definitely like... This is some history that I've wanted to kind of catch Same. up on. Um, there's there's a lot of older games that I don't have any desire to ever play. Uh, Metal Gear is definitely one that I want to to try. Um, but I will tell you my history with Metal Gear real quick. Um, sure. I got Metal Gear Solid Five. Never played any of the others. Mm. Got it when it came out. Played for about eight hours, and it just did not click for me. And I returned it. Yeah. I, I never trade in wow. games. I never trade in games. And I traded yeah. it in. Um, but I've grown a lot as a gamer since then. <laughs> Isn't that a great statement? Yeah, yeah um, that's something. And I, 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 think, I think it might click now because I've definitely gotten more into Kojima stuff. I've gotten more into stealth yeah. stuff. Um, so I'm definitely down to try it out. So I've, I'm looking would, around. I'm kind of sad because it was on sale for like 30 bucks recently. Uh, and now it's back I think up. It's been to like 42 as the cheapest that I've seen it. Oh, I think I saw it like the other day or a couple weeks ago for like 30. It's up, but it's 45 hmm. right now. Um, oh, that's reasonable. Yeah, it's not too bad. It's pre-owned. Um, but I'll, I'll probably check, check Gamefly. Gamefly is usually the way to go. Oh, yes. I pre-owned. love Gamefly. I have Gamefly app. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah I'll, yeah. I'll try to get it. 
and we'll, we'll... I think you'll like it. Uh, Metal Gear Solid 2 is... So Metal Gear Solid 1 is, like, rough around the edges just because it's, like, PS1 era, but it plays really well and does crazy things, um, yeah. and the story holds up so well, and then Metal Gear Solid 2 is such a fucking huge step up where it, like, almost looks like a modern game and controls like one. Like, it really is so impressive. I'm loving my playthrough, but I'll talk about it more when you either get to it or when I finish the game. All right, but it is. I think Metal Gear Solid. It is thirty-five dollars on GameFly. Oh, dude! So I will, I will buy it and I will Hell yeah. play it. But we need, yeah, I'll, I'll find a time. I was gonna buy yeah, it on stream. For sure. I was gonna buy it on stream and show you like, oh, here's a completed thing. But I can't sign in. I forgot my sign in for <laughs> GameFly, so I have to figure that out afterwards. A uh, classic. But yeah, we'll do it. We'll uh, yeah. do it. Absolutely. Um, let's move on to you checked out Lake. Yeah. Lake. The fuck is this? Okay, so I'll, I'll explain. inventing games, bro? <laughs> I'll explain. I'll explain. <laughs> I have an explanation. I played. So, okay. Let's take it a couple steps back. I'm trying to read mm. books more, okay? I'm trying to get into reading some more. So, Did you get this game because you like Sam Lake so much? That you thought you just like all Lake stuff now? Yeah, I'm a big Lake fan. Um, <laughs> big Lake guy. Yeah, and I'm going to, I'm a, I'm going to a, Sam and Max next. Yeah, I'm going to a Lake. I'm going to a Lakers game later in the year because I'm a big fan of Holy Lake. Holy shit! Uh, we just lost all of our listeners. I'm bro. not going to a Lakers game. I don't care about basketball. Um, but anyways, now I lost the other half of listeners that because that stayed. That's right, yeah. Um, so Everyone's I, out. I, I, I was reading a book called To Sleep in a Sea of Stars. It's a sci-fi book that was uh, traveling in space. And then I played The Expanse, and that was a space game. And then I played Star, Scars, Scars Above? Scars Above. Scars Above. And that was a uh, space game. And I was like, man, I've really kind of done a lot of space stuff recently i need to kind of swap up the mood uh so i was this game was installed on my playstation it had been installed for quite a while and i was like okay <laughs> listen it's, audio it's, listeners i just gotta tell you <laughs> Colin, i'm sitting here just listening to a monologue and he just started the b-roll up in like the fucking first <laughs> <laughs> the reaction that you heard of me just fucking completely breaking and laughing was just like the, seeing this game's <laughs> gameplay and it's this girl opening up the back of a fucking <laughs> mail truck and it looks like fucking dog shit. It looks like a Nintendo 64 game. Dude, this oh, this is so this is literally like speaking of Kojima. This is like the Hallmark version. <laughs> this is the Hallmark version of Death Stranding. I'm not even joking. You you play as oh a male woman on like a lake in the Pacific Northwest. I think you're technically in like Oregon. And you literally just wake up every day and you have to go drive your mail route and deliver the packages and you can start dating one of the loggers. And at <laughs> it the took end, me a second to realize when you said male woman, I was like, female man? Okay, got it. Understood. Male male carrier, female mar- ma- Yeah, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. You play as a female male carrier. Male no, I think I think male woman works. Male woman my works. Brain okay. just got crossed. Okay, well, anyways, you you like deliver packages, and you have to 
talk and make friends with people here. I got the platinum on this game. <laughs> it it uh <laughs> it, it took it took uh, longer than I wanted it to take. Um, I was actually I was actually pretty hot on this game up until the last like the very last part of it because uh the final boss dude literally <laughs> so at the end of the game you can do there's like three different endings there's the ending where you stay in the town as the male person there's the ending where you leave the town and go back to your corporate job or there's the ending where you leave the town in like an rv and just like go on a road trip to nowhere okay <laughs> But I would. It feels like I should play this game. You dude. should. It sounds like the stuff that my chat would be dude, all about. This dude, stupid stuff. I think you should. I think you should. It is like so corny at times, but also it has a rate. There's a radio in the mail truck, and it plays like the same three songs over and over again. But I'm not even lying. I kind of liked all the songs, and every time one would come on, I'd be sitting there like humming along to it. It was great. Um, quality not quantity it's smart yeah it's just smart and then at one point in the game you talk to the person that runs the like the radio station and you can say hey i feel like you need more songs on the radio like they acknowledge that they could probably only afford the rights <laughs> to like four songs um, <laughs> that's pretty good and then uh oh god it was at the ending it had three different endings, but to get those three different endings, you had to go back like 30 minutes each time. So I played the end of this game three times and it was like an hour oh. and a half of, of uh, listening to the same conversation over and over again. And there's this one section at the end where it's a karaoke night. And I kid you not, I swear they got somebody off the side of the road and said, Hey, sing this song. And it's the worst singing I've ever heard in a game. Like, ever. <laughs> in a, probably ever. It was horrible singing, and you can't skip it. I didn't realize... So fucking bizarre. I didn't realize you could skip dialogue at all. There's a sec, There's a part in the menu, like in the settings, where you have to go in and toggle skippable dialogue. So then it will allow you to skip dialogue. I sat through this through the ending for like an hour and a half when it could have taken just maybe 15 minutes if I had to skip through Dude, the How long is this? I'm, I'm watching like this B-roll right now and it's just been the same conversation of this girl Dude. and somebody else in the diner and I am I am falling asleep just watching <laughs> this fucking B-roll. Like it looks like, this looks like the worst game. Some of the conversations take so long. It's absolutely ridiculous how long some of the conversations take. But, but... There's a there's one like little side story to this game that I thought was really funny. It was your boss at the mail at the post office. I was going to say the mail place. Your boss at the post office, yeah. he's engaging in like sports betting and this is set in like the 80s where I guess it's illegal or something. He's engaging in sports betting and he's he's making you deliver unmarked letters throughout the town and they're just betting with each other and then a private investigator comes in and like corners you at the post office and is like hey do you know if your boss is doing anything suspicious and uh, you can either rat him out or uh or deny everything uh i totally ratted him out but nice. it was Fuck it was bosses. honestly like it felt like a six to eight hour hallmark movie and at some points i hated it and at some points i loved it but i'm so glad i played it because it was the perfect like antithesis to all the sci-fi game. games that i had been playing so that's so bizarre it was well, something hey. else it was something else speaking of bad games i played sonic adventure 2 recently and this is a game that is 
so beloved by so many Sonic fans, and I'm a big Sonic fan, and it's been a gap for me for a long time, and I've been kind of excited to talk about this on Game List because I want to get my shit down on wax on where I stand on Sonic Adventure and Sonic Adventure 2. Sonic Adventure holds a nostalgic place in my heart, like Sonic Adventure 2 does for many more because it was multi-platform. Sonic Adventure 2 Battle was a bigger deal, I think, than sonic adventure dx's port onto gamecube so people really love sonic adventure 2 and for me it was always sonic adventure 1 i played sonic adventure 1 and 2 when they came out on the dreamcast and i played them again when they came out on the gamecube and then since then i've played sonic adventure approximately 10 times and i've played sonic adventure 2 maybe halfway through once over the last 20 years and I always just had in my head that Sonic Adventure 2 was as good as 1, only it just had some shortcomings, and that's why I didn't like it. But after playing it, I've decided that Sonic Adventure 2 is decidedly bad, and Sonic Adventure 1 is so good and so much fun. And here's the reasons why I initially thought, and then I'll get into what I think now. The big difference between Sonic Adventure 1 and 2 is that Sonic Adventure 1 has six playable characters with six distinct stories and play styles, and... It all takes place over different selectable characters that exist in the same overworld that can navigate to different levels for different experiences. So you have this like overarching narrative that intertwines and then you're a little bit freeform in how you go about each character's story. And then, of course, the overarching like world that you live in uh, adjusts and changes. So you have like Station Square and the Mystic Ruins and these big overworlds that you can explore and find little side quests and secret levels and raise your chow and the whole nine yards, right? There's a lot to do in those games. Sonic Adventure 2 has three, six playable characters with just three different styles because they're a clone of each other. So when you start Sonic Adventure 2, you choose Hero Side or Dark Side. And if you do the Hero Side, you're playing as Sonic, Tails, and knuckles and if you're playing the dark side you're playing a shadow robotnik and rouge and those characters all have a counterpart so shadow levels play the exact same as sonic levels tails levels play the exact same as eggman levels where they're both in a fucking mech and then the rouge the bat and knuckles levels play exactly the same where they're a fucking like treasure hunt for keys or gems uh and uh, let me tell you this game is a slog. The only good levels are the Sonic levels in this game. The Knuckles ones are so annoying. The Rouge ones are so annoying. The mech levels are like weird gallery shoot 'em ups that are so fucking annoying. And then the worst part about it is that it's all level-based. You just go sequentially through level one, two, three, four. There's no overworld. They literally take it away. I hated this game so much and I hated some of the level design decisions in it so much that I actually rage quit playing this game on stream I did it in three parts and when I got towards the end of the hero story I played it for the last episode was 20 minutes long because I couldn't make this jump and the game didn't do a good job of telling me where I was supposed to go and I just fucking lost it and I never lose it I play bad games all the time but there's something about a good game that's masquerading as a bad game that makes me flip my wig Did you ever, a bad game that's masquerading as a good game did you ever finish Sonic 06. I remember you struggling hard at that. No, no. But I like Sonic 06 way more than this. Um, I used to play that with the homies when we streamed together. I think I'm going to start a solo playthrough of that sometime soon because I'm determined to show the world that there are Sonic games that are better than Sonic Adventure 2. You know, I'm going to start with this, baby. I got Shadow the Hedgehog. I bought it for $45. Wow. Why didn't you just emulate it? For the original it? Xbox. I want, I don't know, I don't really love emulating games. I'd rather go yeah, see, original copies whenever exactly. possible. So now, whenever you ask me, why didn't you just play it on Game Pass? It's the same reason. 
I just like having it, you know? Oh. Yeah. It plays the same. That's not a, that's a bad reason. Uh, emulating different, different. plays better than the OG. It's unreliable on my computer is the problem. It's, it's like uh, maybe, sometimes things crash. Maybe texture upgrade issues. your computer, bro. I should upgrade my computer. I might. Uh, we'll see. I will say. But, yeah, Sonic Adventure 2. I had a bad time, and it leads me to. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to finish out our Sonic conversation. Yeah, that's where I went. Oh, okay. Well, uh, I hate Sonic, but I I like Sonic because of that Sonic gamer, our mutual friend. Uh, I love mm. him, and his passion for Sonic makes me tolerate it. Uh, so, yeah. For sure. Yeah. It's good stuff, man. You, you got to get into the franchise. Eventually, there's going to be a Sonic game that comes out that reviews so well that you can't avoid it. It'll happen. Um, but the reason why I wanted to pick Sonic Adventure 2 here and then segue is um, because of my frustration, I ended up having to like kind of kill some time on a stream. Like I planned on playing Sonic Adventure 2 for a couple hours and I played it for 20 minutes, rage quit. And I was like, I'm just going to move on to something else that's like low commitment. And I ended up in this two series stream of I played SSX3 um and burnout revenge and let me tell you about how much i adore these little video games first of all burnout revenge is probably the best arcade racer of all time maybe burnout 3 is better but there's something spectacular about burnout revenge and let me tell you in 2024 this game holds up the sense of speed in burnout revenge is unlike anything else in video games, they get close on like the Need for Speed remasters of like 2010 and 2012, the Hot Pursuit and uh, Most Wanted games, because they're also developed by Criterion, the people who made Burnout Revenge. But there is not a better situation than playing a Burnout Revenge game that not only has sweet, sweet racing, but also has the awesome crash mode, which is like figuring out a racing puzzle every time. Have you ever played the crash mode in any Burnout game? I have not, no. You ever played a Burnout game? Oh, a long time ago, I had a a neighbor that had it, and I played it on Probably his... Probably like a Burnout Paradise or something? Yeah, I think so. That's the most popular one. Um, so Burnout, at its core, is like a series of races, but uh, you're taking other cars out is typically what you're doing. There's some that are just like, hey, why don't you just go fast and get the best time? But there are others where you need to take out opponents, so your goal is not just to finish the race, it's to finish the race while also taking out six rivals or something like that. And then, in addition to that, we're watching B-roll right now, and I'm blown away again at how fast this game is going. Yeah. Um, then again, there's actually a crash mode, which is a completely different mode, where you start on a track, and there's a predetermined outcome of like where cars are going to be coming from, and you're trying to cause the most turmoil that you can on this little track to gain enough money to you know get the gold score essentially it is such a fun little combination of things burnout revenge is a 10 out of 10 video game along with burnout 3 yeah burnout, I, burnout paradise is a nine something about something about these old burnout games or even like the old need for speed games they just look good to this day and i don't know what yeah. it is or how they manage it um there's it's criterion and i think it's like if you slow down it doesn't look that great but yeah, it's the speed it's the i think speed. that fixes it yeah that's fair that's fair it's it's yeah. definitely they they do something somehow um yeah i'm a big fan of it's I, crazy that that game is like almost 15 years old yeah you know i've also never played a ssx game yeah ssx is absolutely incredible ssx3 in particular is maybe my favorite of all of them it definitely is my favorite of all of them ssx3 is uh if you don't know the ssx series it's like extreme snowboarding basically snowboarding supercross is what ssx stands for 
but um ssx3 gives you a semi-open mountain and a bunch of different things to do same deal you can either do like a trick attack thing where you're trying to get the high score or you can do a race but what ssx does very well is it is the burnout equivalent of snowboarding games it is over the top it is boost based and you are doing insane tricks where you like unhook the board and spin it around on your fingers and then hook yourself back in you're not doing 1080s you're doing you know 72,000s you're doing 25 different flips in the fucking air just going absolutely crazy there's a there's something very special about this game and it again holds up pretty well it doesn't hold up maybe as well as like I would say Burnout does visually, but the game still looks very, very good. I had an absolute blast jumping into this thing again, and it, it just has the right aesthetic. It does not take itself seriously. It's a very goofy video game, and you're not playing this game the same way that you would play like a steep or something where it's a realistic mountain. There's over-the-top rails. You're playing snowboarding through cities and shit, and just having fun. Like, it is just... The both Burnout and SSX are the epitome of fun. They're both from like that era of EA pumping out video games, and every once in a while they just have one that hits perfectly. And these are just two great, great examples of that. So fortunate that Sonic Adventure sucks so that I could go play some actual good games. Now, if you're all done talking about mid games, can I push you to our last um, last game? My last game? Or is this game mid too? Yeah, South Park? No, it's actually really great so far. Okay, yeah. Um, yeah, so I, I actually... <laughs> I got, I've been away for the past month, and I've been doing a lot of work after I get off work. So I was like, hey, how do I... <clears throat> how do I entertain myself while I'm at work, but not at work, you know? So I turned on South Park in the background and watched it while I was doing work. And I've never actually played a South Park game before and i've never actually watched south park before this so i have watched so through, like the first eight seasons over the past month just while i'm doing work in my free time and it has been really funny and really good and i've really enjoyed it so i got i was one day i was like well i want to watch south park but i also want to play video games so how can i do both uh so i decided to start up one of these games and luckily they it was on the uh gosh what is it the playstation plus type thing because of the oh, yeah. U ubisoft include inclusion mm -hmm. so it was actually on there and i got to play it i've gotten to play it for free and i've had a really good time with it it's it's like grid based combat um so you're kind of it's turn turn-based grid-based combat and all the kids are like cosplaying or like role-playing superheroes so it's really funny to see like what what a superhero power would be to one of these like kids um it's been it's been really good i'm about uh, i don't know maybe four hours five hours in now and it's kind of like set up by the day um so i just ended the first day and i'm currently at a strip club uh trying to get information about something so it's just like this like 12 year old at a strip club and they're like what are you doing here um but south park's humor is hilarious and i don't know why i've never watched it before yeah so those older seasons hold up a little bit better than the newer seasons i think upon rewatch because they're kind of like evergreen content that are just funny for funny's sake they're not always just like digging into current events yeah. whereas south park these days i've fallen off so hard oh really um yeah but it's good it's still running show it's it's uh, funny too because like a lot of the old jokes and stuff um 
are still really relevant like today um so yeah, they did yeah. a really really good job with all that old stuff but yeah i'm on season eight so I'm, sure. I'm curious my favorite who's your favorite south park character probably cartman i hate cartman dude listen mm. i grew up with like uh, a fat dude that i swear his personality was based on cartman um like he's Exactly like Cartman. I know he grew up watching South Park. Who's your favorite? Like, Butters? Butters, dude. I love Butters. Yeah, it would be. How did you know it was Butters? Butters is a good pick. Butters is my favorite. I, I think a lot of people like Butters. I, I go back and forth. I like Towley a lot. Who? Towley. Oh, Towley. Yeah. Have yep. you seen the first Towley episode? Yes, the first Towley episode. And he's just stoned The first out of Towley he's episode like, has like, 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 oh, I got, I, I'll figure it out. And they make him choose. They're Can like, you Towley, <laughs> now you have to choose between your your friends or getting high. And so, he goes, I choose. I choose both. And then he just like grows inside. <laughs> it's the fucking best, Oh, jam. my God. He's, he was always like, oh, I'll remember if I just get a little... Can I just smoke once mm-hmm. and I'll remember? <laughs> and then he yeah. smokes. Towley's in like, a problem, man. Like, oh. What a topical, funny conversation about South Park. <laughs> We're really killing it this time. I love it. Um, uh, we got Kong. one last game. Yeah, King Kong, or it's actually not called King Kong. It's called Skull Island: Rise of Kong. And let me tell you, I played this game as a community channel point reward, and it is as dog shit as everybody said. But hot damn, I love this little game. This is a fun stream. Um, there was something about it. Like, I played Gollum last year and Skull Island Rise of Kong, which are arguably that and then the Walking Dead game, the worst games of 2023. Oh, yeah. And the difference is is that, like, Gollum is a bad stealth game, which stealth, if you get wrong, is so fucking annoying. You yeah. know? You're yeah. basically climbing around you're trying not to get noticed you get noticed you're redoing things you're getting checkpoints whereas kong is a bad action game which when even if it's janky and it's just a fucking mess it's a lot easier to jump in and play kong like in a funny way like okay i died here and it was cheap but i can gain the system and use this combo instead of that combo so it's a less frustrating experience despite it being bad but it is hilariously bad and honestly like a kind of a fun romp uh i would recommend like i feel like i should stop like just like obviously if you hear me talk about a game chances are i've streamed that game and you can go watch it but if i had to recommend a stream to watch watch me play skull island rise of kong because it is spectacularly bad and spectacularly funny and ridiculously frustrating i fought one boss for about an hour and it was fucking crazy but again it's not as annoying to fight that boss over and over as it is like it's not as annoying to fight that boss over and over as it is to get caught by the same orc in Gollum. You know what I mean? There's I, something about that that just stings worse. I feel like, um, I don't know, you play bad games that are bad. I play good games that are bad, if that makes sense. Does that make sense? Yeah, sometimes, sometimes. I don't know. My bad game is I go, uh, I switch it up. I'm playing the next uh, community point goal is I'm playing Big Bumpin', Sneak King, and Pocket Bike Racer. You ever played those games, the old Burger uh, King games from 2006? Sneak King, uh, it was, um, Noclip did a documentary about that recently. We watched it. That's how we ended up doing it. We watched it on stream. 
Yeah. And the documentary is fucking fascinating and really, really cool. Yeah. Have you watched the documentary? I haven't. Um, but I, I listen to their oh. podcast like that their podcast is my favorite podcast. Um You should watch it. You could even just listen to it as a podcast. It's forty five minutes long documentary and some of the stuff they do. Maybe we should save it for next episode when I'm talking about those games. But I they did something really cool with what that I, disc. What I do for um for like po- like documentaries is like if I get sick. I just binge watch all of the documentaries that I've missed over the past couple of weeks. So, or a past yeah. couple of months. So that's kind of what I do whenever I want to watch uh, one of their documentaries. For sure. You'll have a good time. They did a, they did some really cool technology, technological stuff um, with, uh, with the, those games where like it was, uh, came out for original Xbox right when the 360 was coming out. So they wanted it to be playable on 360 and original Xbox, but the backwards compatibility program hadn't been announced yet. So they basically, segmented the disc into two different playable games one for 360 and one for xbox and then taught the 360 how to ignore the xbox disc as it was being created it's really fucking dope shit it's probably more technically advanced than i just explained but impressive nonetheless pretty cool um let's just talk about our game list real quick we don't have a visual for it because there's really nothing to to really show but right now i think we probably both have prince of persia up at the number one spot um Yep. My correct. number two could fluctuate, or honestly, Persona 3 could take the number one spot as I put more time into it. I will update you as such. And then I'm putting Power World on my list. I, I played it. It's, you know, I, I'm not putting anything else that I've played. I'm not putting God of War Valhalla because it's a little bit weird. Skull and Bones, we'll see once I play the original, like the full version. Tekken 8, I don't have a good, you know, indicator of. I've played enough Prince of Persia to know that I'm going to probably get through it this year, so I'm comfortable with it at I, my one I hope spot you now, do. but if I... I want you to get through it because I have some, like, spoiler stuff I want to talk to you about. Yeah. That just, yeah, I had for notes sure. about. If we, get, if we get to that point of, like, game of the year and we haven't talked about it, then spoil away. That's my punishment, but yeah. pretty good. Should we move on to the news? Of yeah. course... We move on to the news, but keep in mind we are not going to be covering the PlayStation State of Play in a big way. If you are interested in the PlayStation State of Play, check it out uh, separately in your podcast feed or on our YouTube page, wherever you'd like. We broke down that entire thing for an hour. Uh, we also each reacted to it separately on our YouTube channels, which you can find me at Jake Twitchin anywhere, which is AmazingStreamer.com for a portal. Colleen's anywhere you look for Colleen underscore, K-A-U-L-I-N-E underscore. If you want our reaction and then it's worth noting there's a part two to the state of play coming on february 6th yeah in the form of final fantasy 7 rebirth which is so exciting so that's going to be a standalone thing in my theory it's demo day baby mm. you know yeah this. I, I agree with that about it um but what was without getting into it what was your favorite thing from the state of play just as sonic x shadow okay. okay generations mine mine i think was judas so Go, go watch that. Pick. Yeah, go watch that to find hey, out more. do you know, I feel like, uh, do you know the show like Hunter Hunter? Yeah. It's called Hunter Hunter, not Hunter x Hunter, even though it's stylized as Hunter x Hunter, correct? Yeah. So I think that game is actually called Sonic Shadow Generations. That makes sense. I don't think it's Sonic x Shadow Generations. I'm not positive, though. I would love to hear them actually talk about it and tell me for sure. I think um, it's... But let's get into... Yeah, I think it makes sense. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, no, I, I think it's just kind of up to interpretation. It's one of those things that I don't think there's like really a standardized uh, de- like definition for for it. But yeah, yeah. Well, let's make our way into something that we didn't do a standalone episode before. We saw the Xbox Developer Direct 2024 started off 
pretty strong and it was only announced that we were going to be seeing four games from four developers and they hit us with the extra the bonus what did you think of uh, the show in its entirety i actually thought it was a really good show it was really balanced overall it had like uh good triple a stuff and then it had like the uh aura history untold like city builder type thing yeah um but i I, think i think they did a good job of not promising too much you know yeah the expectations it was very similar to what we got last year outside of a strong shadow drop that a lot of people thought we were going to be seeing at that point which would have been nice obviously the hi-fi rush highs of that first developer direct weren't reached via this developer direct however i really enjoyed the format once again i think the developer direct you've heard me be very critical on this show about the formats in which games can be debuted and games can be shown and i hate a cg trailer and a title reveal like i think back to the concord is a really good example concord's reveal at the playstation state of play or the playstation showcase a couple years or a couple months ago is for me get fucked i don't want to see that at all just keep it to yourself if you have nothing better to show you know you're showing a new ip that i have no reason to care about all you showed was a spaceship interior and a cheeseburger and i have nothing to go off of debuting a game even if it's not debuting a game but showing a game off in this format where we have a decent amount of time to look at like a pre-rendered trailer a gameplay trailer segments of gameplay and then hear from the developers how they are creating this game and giving a little bit of insight into how progress is going to me is the best way to experience like a press conference this is the kind of thing that i really like when you spend a good seven or eight minutes with each of the developers even to the state of plays point which we expand upon more in our standalone episode you know the best segments were arguably the looks at stellar blade and rise of the ronin would you agree uh yeah more or less i would agree yeah i think i think it's just a cool i'm always down to spend more time with games that are coming out you know and even something like aris stories untold was at least interesting to see the way that they put together that project and where do you stand on ara are you kind of hype off that it's it's right up your alley uh i'm definitely interested in it but if it comes to playstation i'll play it yeah. yeah, and this is, well, we won't dwell on this because I, for me, not a huge one, but it is very much from people that used to work at what studio? The ones that made um, oh, um, Midnight Suns, Civilizations for 4, Axis. 5, and 6. For Axis. For Axis, correct, correct. So yeah. some good talent there. And if you like that kind of top down isometric view, war planning strategy game, then it is definitely for you. That is something that I am completely out on. Um,. The surprise of the show was pretty interesting. We ended up getting a Square Enix debut out of nowhere. And I guess it wasn't really like a debut because we've seen this game before. But seeing Visions of Mana pop up and seeing Square Enix be the studio behind it was pretty cool because they have set the precedent precedent before this at the last show that it was only going to be first party. And this is our first time. Obviously, it's only the second developer direct, but it's the first time that we saw a third party collaboration appear in this format for them. So I think this format going forward, I would like to see this happen multiple times a year so we can have more opportunities and partnerships like this. But having Vision of Mana coming to Xbox on day and date is a pretty cool announcement. Do you care about this at all? You've played like some kind of, I don't know, smaller JRPGs as of late. Like you were in on Tales of Arise last year or two years ago. Yeah, yeah. Tales of Arise was great. This one, it interests me. Um, is there like a party mechanic in this game? Or I, I really like games with party mechanics. Yeah, I think so. so. 
Yeah, but it, it's a little bit more focused. You're controlling a character in like a more actiony thing. Like it's, it, it could be argued that this the trial series is or the secret series is i'm sorry the fucking mana series is more yeah, like yeah. a final fantasy 7 remake than it is like a dragon quest it is not turn-based it is very hack and slash action-based combat um and there's a bunch of them available like if you wanted to go get a feel for this series and you have playstation plus there's like three different remakes in an original game that are all yeah there's so many for of you them. to play and stream yeah it's a little bit convoluted but i think i'll check it out especially if it reviews well reviews well yeah, I, I definitely plan on like checking it out. I don't know if I'll stick with it for the long run, but I'm interested in it. it Did you hear? Go ahead, continue. I was gonna say it just gives me like the 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 art style gives me a really big tr- tales of arise like vibes. Yeah, just the like yeah, the shading got and stuff. Big Dragon Quest Eleven uh, energy as well, which is not far off from the Tales series either. Gotcha. Um, I think. There was a rumor floating around last week that's been debunked for better or worse. I'm not sure how accurate it is, but there was uh, some information found in like some files on the Visions of Mana website or something that had the words Xbox Game Pass in there. And then it would make sense with the collaboration with Microsoft and Square Enix trying to foster that thing. But then they said there's you know misunderstanding. This is not coming to Game Pass. That's exactly what I would say if I was going to drop this thing on Game Pass in a few months. But what do I know? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's out of my yep. out of my realm for sure yeah. uh let's talk about hellblade because that's way within your realm oh i can't wait just hellblade. take it away man i'm so sick of this fucking game i am not <laughs> sick of this game i can't wait to play it this is going to be the best game xbox releases in a long time uh i don't know i'm just talking out my butt it could be horrible but i really i mean en- it might be I, don't I, know. I really enjoyed the first game i thought it was really cool it was probably like the most interesting and supposedly most accurate depiction of like schizophrenia um and i just love it it was it's got like nordic influences but it's not supposed to be like a god of war this isn't this is an artsy ass game like if you're not like into like weirdo artsy stuff it's probably not for you um this isn't i like think the that's best the hack and slash you know yeah, but that's kind of the problem with it is that I feel like the scope of this game might have changed at some point. If not, then the way that it was marketed changed oh, at some point. Because I, think, I think the marketing was horrible. I think they saw God of War and they said, all right, what's our God of War? And they tried to message this as their God of War, but it never yeah. was from the start. And that might not be on them. That might be on Xbox when they were in that drought of like, we don't have shit to show. Show us your biggest action set piece that Hellblade 2 has so that we can have some actual gameplay here. Because I mean, at that point, we're now working on like three years, three and a half years since we saw that for the first time. The big giant fight on the beach, which was the most impressive the game ever looked. And since then, it hasn't looked as good. It's been much more of like a slow, much more reminiscent of the original Hellblade's gameplay and, and story and vibe in general. The, the yeah, funny thing is, is interesting. The original was a PS4 exclusive initially, and then Xbox bought yeah. Ninja Theory, and then it's here yeah, we are. Yeah. But yeah, I can't Pretty wait. I, I think it's going to be great. I'm going to love it. I can't wait to play it. Uh, and, and it's talk announced about it. as well, confirmed a shorter game, shorter, smaller price. Yeah, but about- still Game Pass Day One. Yeah, it's about the same length as the first one they said, which I thought was fine. It was like yeah. 10 to 15 hours, I think. Um, which, honestly, I love that. I love games that are in that like 15, 20 hour range. Yeah. But for sure. Yeah, I can't um, wait for it. The big, the big news from, from the show as well, and it was the only one, I think, to get like an actual ironclad date 
for the entire show as well was that this game is shipping on May 21st of this year. So nice that we can finally look at the end of the marketing cycle for Hellblade 2, which is pretty cool. So Uh, overall, definitely not bad. I I think um, a decent showing, but again, kind of kind of overhearing about Hellblade, man. (laughs) I, I love it. This is I know. I know. Yeah, I can't wait for this game. Um, I want to talk about Avowed next, and we'll leave Indiana Jones for last, obviously, because that was the most hype thing. But I'm excited to talk about these next two games with you quite a bit. Been looking forward to this for a while. Talk to me about your history with you like Fallout New Vegas. Yeah, Fallout New Obsidian. Vegas. Fallout New Vegas was the first uh, Fallout game I ever played. Uh, unfortunately, like I never beat Fallout New Vegas. I remember very clearly I had a. I had like a game breaking bug where I was in a dead end of like a, like a watchtower or something. And I had one HP, no healing items. And if I went through the only door to get out, I would instantly get hit by like a super mutant or something. And I was completely Oh, you soft locked yourself. I soft locked myself. So I, it wasn't even a bug. I like, I can't even call it a bug. Um, but I locked myself and it screwed me and I never finished it. But this was after I put like 40 hours into it. Um, now you're a multiple save slot boy absolutely yeah but i I love obsidian i played um i have not played the pillars of eternity games i did play outer worlds and i loved it i got the platinum on that game and then i played pentiment most recently and i loved pentiment so and this game is also uh it's part of the pillars of eternity universe but they like to not say that anymore like yeah. they said that the first time it was announced, and then since then they're like, "By the way, about you don't need anything. Just come on and play it." Um, yeah, kind of feels like they're p- treating it as new IP, but I think that's reasonable. I think it's almost like the same way that like Cyberpunk is most people's introduction into that world. Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven, despite it being in a universe that's existed for a very long time. I think that Avowed can serve its purpose and you should be able to hop into it, no problem. But I'm looking forward to this. It looks like a bite-sized Elder, uh, Elder Scrolls type vibe. And I think I'm ready for that, especially in a post-Starfield world, which for the most part underwhelmed a lot of people. Yeah. I think that this game is going to be a lot of fun. And it looks like it's going to make it for 2024, which is nice. It got a release window of this year, yeah. but I don't know. Anything more specific on that? Obviously, that's Game Pass as well. Are you in on day one for Avowed? Yeah, absolutely. Obsidian's wonderful. Yeah. I love Obsidian. Uh, and this artwork, I just want to say, this is some of the best like key art I've ever seen. It is amazing. I want this on my wall. Uh, I love it. It is so nice. It's such a glow up too because like we do a lot of like we always call it like pulling assets behind the scenes of like, all right, we're going to talk about Avowed. Let's get our Avowed stuff. And the Avowed like key yeah. art for a long time has just been like this green text it looks like the avatar like yep. uh papyrus yep. font on just like a purple background and it's been so plain and so stupid looking but uh now that they have this absolutely stunning key art it is a really good look for it yes um, some of the best art i've seen in a while i think like unanimously anybody that talks about about now is pretty hot on that yep absolutely Pace. absolutely uh, I, you want to run into indie yeah i don't oh go ahead i was gonna like do a um a segue of like talking about being hot on it i don't know if i am hot on indiana jones i think i'm excited for it but i really want to see more about it because i love machine games and i loved the wolfenstein games they were so good the wolfenstein games are so good and you can see a lot of the dna of those wolfenstein games in here absolutely uh i i just i don't know i there's something about it that has me 
curious, hesitant. I don't know. I don't know what it is. I mean, for me, I was really impressed with like. I think going into this, Machine Games obviously known for Wolfenstein, and the the writing was on the wall if you look at what their strong suits are as oh, far absolutely. as this being like a first-person game. But they did a great job of keeping this under wraps. I mean, we've known that Machine Games Bethesda is working on an Indiana Jones game for a very long time now. It's Indiana Jones in the Great Circle, as it was revealed to us at this uh, Xbox Developer Direct. And now we kind of had our socks blown off here because I think the world assumed third person uncharted like and instead we're kind of getting a first person uncharted tomb raider like I, I, honestly gameplay yeah. wise outside of the view it is doing a lot of what we expected it to do but i think first person for indiana jones was very very surprising however there is a lot of pretty cool and unique stuff going on in this game with like the third person perspective for some of like the more acrobatic things like when you get on a ladder the camera comes out and you actually have full-on harrison ford likeness and it looks pretty yeah. good pretty impressive but i think i think i challenge you to champion this game and because the reason is is because if you like wolfenstein i think you should have more faith in it because those wolfenstein games are crazy yeah i i love wolfenstein and i i think i'm sitting here thinking it's it's not even that i don't have faith in it or anything i think the problem is i just haven't seen the indiana jones movies in a while and I'm just not in the Indiana Jones mood. Like, if I watch those movies, the I'll Indiana, come back next month and be like, oh, my God, I can't wait for this game. The but, Indiana Jones the Indiana Jones IP is weak right now. This, this would be hard-pressed not to be the best new piece of Indiana Jones content that we've had since trilogy. the third movie. Yeah. Yeah, pretty I, much. I um, have not watched the new movie. I've been waiting because I've been wanting to re-watch the ogs and then watch the new one uh i like so. crystal skull i know that's a bad movie but it's fun to you watch know, like, that movie's so fucking stupid shia I, LaBeouf. yeah i remember watching it growing up and i was like i love shia labeouf absolutely i like this movie and they just kind of yeah. wrote him off for the new one from what i heard but i haven't watched the new one either but i've heard very very mixed things but yeah i think especially in the last like moments of the actual gameplay trailer for the game they do a wonderful job of showing off where like machine games prowess comes from uh when they're running on like the airplane and having those set pieces where you're using like mounted turrets and stuff it's so good and i think back to i don't know i think of like the rogues gallery of like indiana jones villains and something that the wolfenstein game does well is their villains those sit down conversations Absolutely. i think about uh i think it's wolfenstein 2 where you sit a, a on the a train across from that girl on the train yeah uh she's talking about the fucking uber mensch and uh -huh. it's just some of the best like uh character building stuff that's ever happened and you're doing like the little quiz with her and just looking at the announced villain with his broken ass nose that you know indiana jones caused and he's mad about yeah. um yeah is going to create some pretty memorable moments uh, from like a storytelling perspective. The game just looks to me like it's something wholly unique that we haven't really seen since those uh, Wolfenstein games. And then when you add in yeah. that puzzle solving element, uh, it, it seems like this is the right team for the job. And I honestly, my, my big guess for this video game is that, so it got announced for 2024, they're saying. If it does make it, it'll probably be October, November. It'll be a holiday season, big blockbuster game. Um, I also think, I guess, two predictions. One is that I could see this game easily slipping to 2025, like first, easily. second yep. quarter of 2025, where it just seems like one of those games where like, yeah, it's 2024. So now when you look at the Xbox slate, it looks a little bit stronger. But as we get halfway through the year and they announce that this game is delayed, 
we've had so much time to kind of look at it and be like, oh yeah, Xbox is twenty twenty four is looking good, and all of a sudden this slips and that slips, and all of a sudden it was like Hellblade and nothing else. But uh, hopefully this is the last year of all that. Uh, my other prediction is that when this game does come out, if it's this year or next year. I think it's in the running for game of the year. I think it's on the tip of people's tongues and it's really high up on some lists and it's got a high Metacritic score and it fair. will probably prove to be the the most powerful Xbox exclusive that we've had in a really long time. I just yeah. think that the development time seems like it's been ample. The team behind it seems good. The The IP, uh, despite being in a bad place, is strong. And I think if they hit the nail on the head here, which they should be able to do no problem given what they've done in the past, I think we're looking at something uh, pretty spectacular. So... Really excited for Indiana Jones and the Great Circle. Terrible yeah, name. I, I think, um, yeah, the name's kind of mid, but I, I think part of me is just wishing that we had Wolfenstein 3 instead because I loved that series so much. Um, yeah. But also, like, you're you're a big hater of Troy Baker. How do you feel about him here? I don't I don't mind Troy Baker in a acting like a, in a voice acting role to be honest. I don't like Troy Baker. I think he's a, you know he's a talented actor, right? He's good at doing that. I think he's a less talented I'm sorry, he's a talented voice actor. I think he's a less talented actor and I think he's a pretentious fucking douchebag. Um <laughs> And then, you know, that doesn't mean that he's not good at doing an Indiana Jones impression and being the voice. But, of like, but like, how did you, you know, think, how did you think it was? Did you, did you peg it as, uh, as no, no, Troy no, Baker no, before? No. I did. I knew I, I, I heard his voice. I could tell. But it's it weird Troy that he's Baker. the Troy Baker is the likeness of uh, his character in Death Stranding 2, huh? It is. He, Troy Baker that character is looks Troy, like Baker. Troy Baker. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of like it though. It's, it's. It's a nice change, you know? It does fit. It go, it gives, like, a certain amount. I trust Kojima with it more than I trust, like, yeah. David Ayer, but it gives it gives off some big, like, OG Suicide Squad Jared Leto fucking mm. Joker vibes. Yeah. Yeah, but, you know. <laughs> There's a little element of that. Ko- Kojima. Uh, but Kojima. We, we Kojima. trust Kojima. Yeah. Um, For sure. For sure. And then I guess the last little on. bit of Xbox news would be the fact that mm. they absolutely gutted Activision Blizzard. Yeah, uh, it stems from a cancellation of uh, Blizzard's long-running development, almost six years running, of a survival game. There's only been one piece of key art on it for a very long time. Have you ever heard about this game? Yes, I have heard about it. Um, pretty pretty big budget, big team. Back when they killed off like StarCraft II and Heroes of the Storm, a lot of the team kind of split up and went to work on either Diablo Four or the unnamed still. Yeah. We'll never have a name, I'm assuming survival game so the survival game is done and it was 1900 jobs or something like that yeah it's just an insane amount they cut but yeah it's wild and it should be noted they made these cuts days before their quarterly earnings call and it bumped their earnings up like a ton like it has their 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 like growth rate is artificial artificially elevated uh extremely high just because they cut all of these jobs um it's just horrible i mean it's all the 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 games industry has been struggling with this crap for a while um i think this year we're already over halfway to the amount of layoffs as last year so Mm -hmm. it's a shame it sucks i hate it it's it's greedy businessmen that uh want to make 12 million dollars a year and beat off in their offices and do nothing 
um i hate them all yeah so. it's it's shitty it's happening in a lot of industries you know that we don't pay attention to so yeah I, yeah you know, absolutely it's the no see no gets the grease type of thing anybody that's watching this or why not no ceo is your friend no corporate office officer will ever be your friend you are only a dollar sign to them and they're going to use you as such uh and people should just yeah. stop. i mean I, I don't know i people expect too many good things i guess it just really pisses me off all this stuff I, if you work if uh, you work in corporate for long enough you'll realize that you're giving you know you you are not jake twitching uh to this company you are employee whatever your employee number is like there is yeah. a literal digit number that you use to sign into things and that's that is your identity to them uh unfortunately so world we're living in i don't want to dwell on it too much and do all this fucking reporting every single time i think the big news here is that that activision blizzard uh survival game is canceled because i had high hopes for that and i think that that's the kind of thing that blizzard needs right now they need a big win the only thing that gives me a little bit of solace is that like it seems like this was an educated decision because my guess is is that p3 and sarah bond and matt booty walked into activision blizzard and visited all these studios like they did a couple months ago and then sat down and said where are we doing we're going to do some start stop continue shit either you guys are now working on something else we're canceling your game you can continue working on this game and whatever they saw here at this development cycle for the survival game was deemed not good enough to continue working on so sucks that we lost the jobs but hopefully the people that did stay on from that project are working on something better and that we're right in the ship over there at blizzard from a workplace morale thing which i can't believe i'm I'm sure isn't too high now that we're 1900 more short but I also, at the very least, can we get some StarCraft three? Can we get some Heroes of the Storm two? Can we get some Warcraft four going? It's time to it's time to get Blizzard back to doing what they're supposed to do. I don't know if I told you this, but I can't remember. I had an interview the other day, and one of the people in the interview, we were talking about video games, like what I like to do in my free time, uh, and they're like, "Oh, really? My brother works at Blizzard," and I was like, "What? Mm. Interesting." Uh, unfortunately, Does I he didn't. have a history of sexual <laughs> harassing. Unfortunately, people? I didn't have enough time to like follow that up because I, I had many questions. Or maybe for the better. Yeah, well, that's fair. I, I I just want to talk to her brother. I want to be like, hey, you want to come on and chat? Like, oh yeah, for us. sure. Give us the exclusive scoop. I'm sure yeah. you would not do. Or maybe maybe you got laid off. It's possible. Depending on when that conversation was. Uh, well, no, it was it was it was a Friday conversation. So this was after got the, it, got the layoffs. It. But um. Do you like to play guitar? Last bro? piece of news. <laughs> you like to play guitar? Yeah, <laughs> the last piece of news that I want to cover is just in general, I want to talk a little bit more about like the theory that I have going forward for the plastic instrument craze that I think is going to hit a fever pitch again for the first time in 10 plus years over the next couple months. So PDP, who used to be Mad Cats, who makes the rock band. Oh, they used to be Mad Cats? Used to. Yeah, I believe so. Oh, I had no um, idea. I got beef with them from being a kid and getting a Mad Cat's PS2 uh Yeah, you can't be by a guy in no yeah. third party controllers, no third party. But for <sighs> they made high quality guitars for a while, but they announced the Riff Master, which is a PlayStation Xbox guitar that'll work out of the box with PC. It is currently being pitched as a rock band four guitar, but it's the first new plastic instruments we've got in a long time, and it's a very volatile market for plastic instruments. It is more akin to a rock band guitar than it is a guitar hero guitar. But the idea behind this is that it should be working for Fortnite Festival out of the box when they add uh controller support. Or not controller support, but instrument support, which should be coming pretty soon. I'll be honest, um, I I missed out on this whole like guitar hero rock band stuff when I was growing up. Have you ever played? 
Uh, I remember going to a friend's house one time and he had it and we played for like 10 minutes. I was like, uh, I suck. Okay, wow. I'm going to leave. That's so crazy. Would you try it if it came, if it became popular again? Like, would you get like uh, a rock band five or would you buy like a Fortnite festival guitar to play the rhythm game? Yeah, probably. I would, I would try yeah. it. I would try it out. It's cool. It's just I like, think it that... depends on how expensive the guitar is, I guess. Cause yeah, it'll probably be sub hundred dollars, but close to it. My guess would be like 70 to $90. See, that's a lot, which is. That's a lot. Yeah, somewhat. But what's nice is that now Fortnite Festival is a really nice platform for it, though, because it's zero dollar investment. That's you true. You go to Fortnite Festival, you're I able to play to licensed music for zero, zero money. Yeah, yeah, which is pretty impressive. And I know that that's like a sore point because if you do want to buy the music to keep and play it whenever you please in Fortnite Festival, that microtransaction is pretty pricey. It's five dollars a song. That's crazy. But you're, you are supporting those free uses of like you know Dude. the other songs that are available to you do you remember itunes when it used to be like a dollar 29 a song or like do a I weird remember? number yeah, dude i owned a cassette player yeah bro i miss those days that was so fun <laughs> to get like an itunes card for christmas or something buying you're a like sing- buying, I buying know, cd singles i know which album i'm gonna buy this time yeah yeah uh, i know i've never been big on buying music i'm a big music pirate but i in my reformed days sure. i love i think the emergence of like music streaming on spotify and apple music has been a net positive for sure i oh, pay for absolutely. my music for years now yeah after not paying for it for a long time yeah but uh let's get into the yeah. upcoming games yeah we so got- we'll go we'll go top to bottom starting right now we are recording it's february 3rd 4th eh, you know we do this over a couple of days when we're recording a longer thing but um there's a lot on its way the first thing that's coming out on the 6th is foam stars you know i'm hot on this colin's locked in he says it looks good i <laughs> he's a- yeah I, i've got I, I will i will download it it's uh it's really interesting like they announced that that game is uh literally not for sale because it's a playstation exclusive and it's on playstation plus for all three tiers of playstation plus so if you pay for online you get this game and then once march rolls around the game will become available on playstation for 29.99 it's so it's just weird that like you literally can't buy it to own yet you can claim it to own um but really hot on foam stars you can look forward to me talking about that at length and streaming a lot of it you guys know how hot i am on foam stars any foamers any foamers in chat sound off Really, really, really hot on it. The only thing that sucks is that my Foam Stars big release day is going to be overshadowed a little bit by Final Fantasy. We have a Final Fantasy State of Play. It's happening at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Time, 3.30 p.m. West Coast, Worst Coast Time, Pacific Time. Uh, On February 6th as well, that's this coming Tuesday. The big rumor, of course, is that we should be seeing a demo for this game. Where are you at? You going to play the demo? Yeah, absolutely. I feel like you Super always forget it. how it, like I'm into Final yeah. Fantasy VII. Like I feel like yeah. every time we talk about it, you're like, "Do you like Final Fantasy VII?" I'm like, "Yeah, I like Final Fantasy." I am kind of yeah. I think it's because my my passion probably overshadows your interest in it a yeah, little bit because fair. it's just my favorite thing of all time. So I get a little one track minded, but I I'm amped that you're super in on it and I'm excited to see how this all shakes out, but really hoping that it is a demo that's more akin to final fantasy 16 that lets you transfer your progress. It'd be cool if this was mm-hmm. like the opening couple hours well, did you, and not just like a vertical slice. Did you see where, uh, if you have a save file for final fantasy seven remake, you get the Leviathan summon in this game. So yeah, that's pretty cool. cool. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty fucking cool. Uh, really looking forward to that. On the 8th is Helldivers 2. You're in, yeah? Oh, easily. Absolutely. I can't wait for this game. I'm glad. I'm glad you're going to play Helldivers because I'm not. But 
I, I could be convinced. So if it ends up being an absolute blast, you have to tell me. Yeah. But it's cool that I'll be hot and heavy on Foam Stars. You'll be in on um, Hell Divers. We'll have a lot to talk about for our February or our March episode with what we've been playing in February. It seems. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, they said that they're going to do like lots of free updates for this game as well. So I think it's going to be really good time. I think it's going to be really yeah, good. and I think it's going to be. What's nice is that that game comes out on the eighth. It's first party PlayStation published, second party developed, and it's dropping on PC day and date with yep. full crossplay. Yep. So I think that gives it a really good shot at life. You know, um, it'll be interesting to stack up Foam Stars versus Hell Divers. They are in some ways quite similar video games with very different release plans. Whereas like it's almost backwards. Like you would expect the first party Sony PlayStation developed and published game to come out for PlayStation plus and have that big console push and not be available elsewhere. When in fact it's available on PC as well with crossplay. Whereas the square Enix game is PlayStation only and available on PlayStation plus and not on any other console or PC, but I don't know. We'll get there. Big, big first half of the month for you because you roll right into the 13th into Banishers Ghost of New Eden. Banishers. I'll be mean if I talk about this. You tell Banishers. me. Banishers. Listen, man. Banishers is like, it's going to be the next Plague Tale, okay? It's it's going to be really good. Oh, God. By, <laughs> yeah. All right. You know what? I'm in. It's made, it's made by Don't Not. <laughs> Listen, I know you hate it, but whatever. Uh, the combat looks honestly kind of reminiscent of God of War. <laughs> Um, I, I think this this game is going to surprise people. Okay, it is my double A excited game of the year. I'll, I'll say, um, but like it's it's like it's a don't nod game, which I guess would we say don't nods double A, maybe triple A. I don't know. It kind of depends. They're definitely not triple A. They're either double A or single A. Okay, well then I, I, I'm I'm good with that. But I, I just I I don't know <laughs> something about this game. It's weird, and I like weird games, so. I'm excited. Yeah, yeah, I think something stinks on this thing. I think it's going to be a little. I think it's going to be a mess. I don't know what that delay was for at the end, but my guess was because it wasn't up to snuff in some way that maybe was more than just polishing. There wasn't much many details on what was going on there, and I think that this is like my early pick for like a heavy stinker. Like I think that this game could very well. I, I'm stuck in between. Like there is a world where it comes out and it's one of Don't Nod's better games, and it scores like eights, eights and a halfs. So I don't I think, think it's it going to ever hit nine. I think it will. And then there's also a world that I could see Banishers coming out and it being like absolutely made a mockery of and getting like threes and fours and everyone laughing at Banishers a lot. Like you see the potential there, no, right? Like no it could miss really hard. It's not going to get threes and fours. Could. Absolutely not. I this, think it could get. Game, what if it's Metacritic is? This game will get a higher Metacritic than Foam Stars. I can guarantee it. I'd be willing to put money on. Ooh, that. I almost want to make a fucking. I almost want to make a bet. Like uh, we're not good at sticking to our wagers around here. Mostly me. Oh yeah, but... I was about to say. What do you mean we're not good at sticking <laughs> to our wagers? I would say like if this thing gets like a Metacritic score of lower than a sixty, I'll play it or something like that. <laughs> then I'm gonna be really interested in it. Yeah, it won't get lower than a sixty. I think it might. I'm gonna. I'm, does, gonna I'm gonna. I'm gonna say the Metacritic score for this is gonna be a seventy-seven. I mean, you're probably right, but I don't know. Yeah, that's I think what it's going to be. I think it's going to be like a sixty. I'm thinking it's going to be like a sixty-six. Sixty-six. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I'm writing that down. Yeah, but also I hope it's going to be like a fifty. That's to be so funny to me. Why all do you right, want all my games banishers. to be bad? <laughs> Your games you want, just kind of. You want all my games to guy, be bad? But fast backtrack thirty-five minutes to the lake gameplay. <laughs> <laughs> listen listen lake you would like lake i think you would actually scars above and lake bro oh, they were good you're the jake twitching of 2024 i just yeah, what's, i just what's need you to me? lean into it 
Tomb Raider. Are you playing Tomb Raider? I'm skipping it. Are you really? You're skipping. You don't care. It. You have no nos- you have no nostalgia for those games. I think the yeah, no. I, it depends. If they say that like the controls really are fixed up, like those games don't they really don't uh, translate very well to modern like standards. I think that you really need to work on the controls to make them even tolerable to play. Um, and I just don't think that they are gonna hold up all that well. I think it's nice that we're gonna have a no- nice modern way to play them, but for the most part. I'm out on Tomb Raider. They have to come out and review very highly and say, finally, it's the definitive way to play Tomb Raider. I thought for sure you'd want to play them, but yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I, I I've know. only ever played, uh, I played like 2013 Tomb Raider and I thought it was great. Uh, and the then, reboot? yeah. And then I played Shadow of the Tomb Raider or no, Rise of the Tomb Raider. Yeah. I don't even know what it's called. The second one. Rise is snow. Shadow is yeah. dark. I played it for the, I played the second one for like, three hours and then they just never got back to it for some yeah reason. it's got a strong opening um i like those games they're you know uncharted light maybe a little bit more vast of an area for them in some of them but they're they're okay uh, i i prefer like my favorite tomb raider era is like the ones that nobody likes like angel of darkness for ps2 and then like tomb raider legend and tomb raider anniversary were like the heyday on like the 360 ps3 era i think there's some really good stuff there i played tomb raider anniversary which is a remake of the first one recently held up pretty well i really enjoyed streaming that game what uh what day is this coming out this is coming out on the 14th is on valentine's day i might check it out if i can get a physical of it i don't know yeah i'm interested um on the 16th well technically the 13th as well so let's go over like the release calendar for skull and bones skull and bones on the 8th has a open beta the open beta is unlimited time to play for a small window of time just one last stress test on the servers and during that time you can make a save and carry that over to the full version of the game the full version of the game comes out on the 16th for the regular edition however if you have the deluxe edition the deluxe edition comes out on the 13th sorry man i don't know what's wrong with me (laughs) that's such improper etiquette for a podcast that one can you bleep bro Yes, that burp is bleeped. That's what that was. If you hear the bleep, it was just a massive burp. I'm I'm leaving this part in. I'm just gonna add the bleep so they know. Yeah, that's but, fine. That's fine. Uh, I don't know what's gotten into me. Um, also, a perfect segue. I'm sponsored by Ubisoft for Skull and Bones. Uh, I'm giving away a free PS5 copy, uh, two free PS5 copies uh, between now and the 16th when the game comes out. Come see me on Twitch or when I'm live to get some more details. But of course, uh, I gotta disclose that because I'm getting some beta access as well as the game given to me um but i'm looking forward to it and i think skull and bones is going to be a little bit better than expected however not like game of the year material or anything like that on the 16th we also get mario versus donkey kong you're so out on this right yeah absolutely i'm not i'm not gonna touch this with a 10-foot pole i didn't put this on the games played section but they put out a demo for this and i did play through the demo the demo takes about 14 minutes to complete 22 minutes to 100 percent if you so desire um it's a very bad demo a very bad indicator of what the game is like the problem with mario vs donkey kong is still the same problem that i've had with mario vs donkey kong from the beginning it's a puzzle game that unfortunately uses mario in a 2d landscape and the controls are so shitty and so obtuse and not tight it just feels intrinsically wrong to control a mario that doesn't feel tight to control and 
It's just not what I'm looking for. But you already know, if you're a Mario vs. Donkey Kong fan, it's going to be a great way to play the original Mario vs. Donkey Kong. If you're not, and you love puzzle games, maybe this is something for you. Go check out the demo. For me, this is an easy skip, especially for 50 bucks. If they would have remade this game for 20 or $30, I would think about it. But uh, all in all, not a, not a great showing. That's coming out February 16th as well. On the 22nd, we get Pacific Drive. Now, this one's really interesting. Yeah. Describe Pacific Drive in like two sentences. Uh. Pacific Coast driving survival game. Yeah, exactly. It's crazy. It's super unique. Yeah, no, that, that I wasn't think even it's just two like sentences. Such a... I, I did it in like four words. No. Yeah, you did. You did great. But uh, this game is really unique. Are you gonna play this day one? Is yeah. this a purchase for you? Yeah, purchase. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I I'm gonna wait. I think I'm probably in. Uh, I'm cautious just because of uh, like scary games. How scary is it? um what does it look like it looks like there's probably some roguelike elements into this as well yeah. i'm not sure how much is procedurally generated but this game if you're looking for you know me what do i always say i'm looking for a game that shows me something i've never seen before and this game is doing that in spades so that being the case i do want to give it the benefit of the <laughs> doubt and check this thing you said what do i what? always say i don't know if i've ever heard you say that before no way i say that all the time no. even on this show and definitely on stream uh, absolutely it's the reason i like before your eyes it's the reason i like outer wilds that's the reason i like I'm looking for a game. Sayonara Wild Hearts. To, uh, I don't know. I got nothing. This game looks really good. It's I I they did some previews of it. Uh, Skill Up had some content over on it, or some coverage on it. He said it yep. has really obtuse controls, but it kind of works well for the story, I guess. So there, there's like definitely some like obtuse things to this game, uh, but I'm very excited for it. I think it's going to be very uh, unique and very interesting. Yeah. Do you know the price on this game? I think it's like 40 bucks. I don't think it's full price. All right. You look up the price and then team me up for Brothers. I'll talk about that. Yeah. We got uh, a Brothers, Brothers Tale, Tale of Two, two Sons. Sons comes out on the 28th uh it's a remake of the original it's joseph ferris's first work obviously he did brothers then a way out and then game of the year 2020 or 2021 2020 um <laughs> pacific it's uh 2021 because i was there for it um pacific nice. drive is 29.99 or 26.99 if you pre-order with ps plus Oh, yeah. Reasonable price. Yeah. Reasonable price and multi-platform and everything. Pretty cool. Uh, but Brothers Tale of Two Sons remake is, I think, a cool little thing to come out. Do you want to look up the price for that, too? Yeah, I can. Um, because that game is definitely old and showing its age, but it's got a nice coat of paint on it. And it seems like it'll be the definitive way to play it. And I thought this game was co-op, but it's apparently not. I might get into this. Are you going to check this out? You didn't play the original, did you? Um, I have not played the original. I would like to check this out. Um, but the original game is currently like included on PlayStation Plus, so I don't even know if I would like. I'd probably just play. Oh, the is original. it really? Yeah, it's like the, the original doesn't look bad. It's got an art style that oh. lived up pretty well. I think this will age worse than the original, probably. Um, it's entirely possible. Yeah, but I, I'm I'm curious about it. the The little blonde haired kid's eyes are kind of freaking me out. Something looks easier. <laughs> Do you hate me? <laughs> That wasn't even the right name. Amicia, yeah, it is. Oh, I thought you said Amelia. No, okay. Amicia, Amicia. I know this annoying yeah, shit. Yeah, Hugo. All right, February 29th. It's it's motherfucking leap day. Don't forget. I can't don't find forget. a price. I can't find a price for it. Sorry. It might not have one. I haven't seen it on digital storefronts either. Yeah. Maybe this game gets pushed. It could. Tell. Let's talk about leap day, man. 
Uh, yeah, it's a cool day. I had a friend that growing up that was born on Leap Day. So how old is he? I don't was know. he always like, uh, technically, I'm only four years <laughs> yeah, old. Technically, <laughs> technically, I'm <laughs> still a funny, minor. What a funny thing. <laughs> oh, you. All right. Anyway, <laughs> Final Fantasy VII Rebirth comes out. Our game of the year 2024 <laughs> comes out. Your game of the year 2024. February 29th. Probably yours too is my guess. I think this game is going to be fucking legendary. I am over I don't know, man. I, I Dragon's Dogma is coming out. True. I just love living in a world where like I can't even make guarantees on like the next time we record a game list right now. Like we're recording this in early February, yeah. but if I tried to record on March 4th and I wasn't done Final Fantasy, I would probably tell you to get fucked. Um, so you I, might be, we might be looking at more of like a mid-March for our March episode. See, I, I feel like we're probably going to have to do an early March, like very similar to this, and just be part of the way done with it. Because like, there's no way, like mm-hmm. if you if we wait till mid-March, I'm still not going to be done with it because it's going to take me a while. So I feel like we should just... Well, the no, the problem is that I am not willing to tear myself away from this video game oh. for hours to record. See, I, I, I feel like... I feel but like I'm going to get it done quick. I don't, I'll tell you that. Okay, I still think you should pull yourself away. I don't think you'll get it done as quick as you think you will. This one's supposed to be big. Yeah. This one's got like 100 hours of content. Yeah, it looks massive. So. And um, streaming the entire thing, like I will be very live at midnight on the 28th, rolling into the 29th, play for a couple hours. I'm going to be doing what I did for like Zelda Tears of the Kingdom, where I am basically sleeping and eating and streaming, and that's pretty much it. Uh, really, really excited for this, as everybody that has ever interacted with me knows this uh this shit is very important to me and i've got very high hopes um, i'm looking forward to the playstation state of play and depending on how everything goes with that maybe we'll do some extra coverage or something along those lines over the next couple of weeks or months leading up to this or after we've played it who knows if you end up putting in a lot of time and we're really like dying to talk about it maybe we do a little special game list episode you never know what we might throw yeah. at you but uh rebirth man my most anticipated game it's either this or kingdom hearts 4 and this one is tangible it's within reach it's less than a month away we are living in the month that final fantasy 7 rebirth comes to us and i couldn't be more excited what if it's you know else i couldn't be more excited for mm. don't say that man Lunch? about this time frame there was one last delay on final fantasy 7 remake back in 2020 yeah, where like that game was supposed to, to come out in March, and they pushed it to April because the whole world went into lockdown. That was crazy time when that game came out. That was crazy. Wild. I can't believe it was like a lifetime ago. ago. Yeah, exactly. What are you excited um, for? Oh, I'm excited to be recording the podcast in 2024, baby. Season three, gameless show. We're making it happen. It's yeah. good to be back, man. You did a good job with the uh, with the slides and stuff for your first effort. I'm sure the YouTube VOD watchers will appreciate it, and the listeners will love that we still cater to them and talk about what we're talking about even though they don't have the visual aid wouldn't you agree you think it's possible to like no maybe one day spotify will have like video you think oh you know yeah, what i should. want I mean, you, know what, you know how they have option. on like spotify where uh there's like the album art that like rotates or whatever you know i don't have spotify but yeah i see it oh. on apple music sometimes Tough. like the uh, pregnant girls on the drake album like hold their belly oh, oh really? it's not a relatable thing no i don't think so no okay <laughs> <laughs> uh but yeah that's a wrap I th- it's a first real episode of the year uh lots yeah, of good things good to talk about it's it's an it's gonna be an interesting year coming off of 2023 but it's still gonna be a great year for games 
Yeah, for sure. Tell the people where they can find you, man. You can find me at Colleen underscore on Twitter or uh, YouTube or anything else. And they just kind of spell it for together. the people. Uh, K-A-U-L-I-N-E underscore. Hell yeah. You can find me at Jake Twitching on all platforms. If you want to get there even easier, just go to amazingstreamer.com. It'll get you to all my socials to get you to the game list socials, which will eventually get you to call in socials. Easy to find us somewhere else and helps us out a ton. If you leave a rating or a comment or a like or an upvote or find us when we're streaming live, he's on YouTube a lot. I'm on Twitch a lot. We're doing a bunch of things just for you. Again, interesting first episode of the show a lot to talk about at the beginning as far as housekeeping goes a little light for games that we're playing some weird picks but as we get back into the groove of things uh those february the the march through like september october episodes are the bread and butter so look forward to some new guests some returning guests and all sorts of fun coming up what am i forgetting colin i can't think of anything i think we're, we're good hmm. i think so thanks for listening right you know what i'm saying